Welcome to Dark Side of the Moon. Alright folks, we're back with another episode of Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Tui. Let's get to it. Alright, Noel, we're wandering off the Marvel path and we found ourselves in the hands of Robert Kirkman in Skybound comic books. In the safe hands. In the safe hands, yeah, exactly. And uh, in the shape of Invincible, the Amazon adult animated show. You say, because you've read the comic book and I, I haven't. Have indeed, yeah. You say it's a direct adaptation of it's, the comic book. Yeah, exactly. It's so true to its source material that in a good way, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think they, visually they, they do a lot of their own. Obviously, like, you'd have a fight segment that might be nine or ten pages, but the, 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 the nuance, what actually happens between yeah. that, they just, they just capture like, it perfectly. It's, it's not anything new to have a, an almost direct panel to screen No, adaptation. no, I remember, feel, I remember it reminded me of Watchmen. You know, yeah. like, I mean, Watchmen was a great film, but I mean, I've read that. Do you think it will usher in a new age of maybe seeing more of these uh, adult themed comic books becoming long form? That's, that's not even shows? a matter of opinion because it's always going to be one thing, and that's a matter of success. Yeah. And it was successful. And Ergo, the, yes. On the back of the boys as well. On the back of the boys, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it just showed that like animation is still, is still like, you know, because we see Marvel are doing it now as well. The what if kind of series we're going to see them animation has definitely got a place in what we're yeah. going to be experiencing. And Marvel have been like missing a step in terms of animation. If you they have, and yeah. yeah, DC have actually been strong in it. And Incredibly I know DC strong. have fallen so far behind <coughs> Marvel. Like mm. it's, it's it's crazy, but same time like the DC, well, DC films have been brilliant. So I do think yeah. And, and that's because they leaned heavily on the source material. They leaned heavily on the yeah. source. The Killing Joke and, and, yeah. and really great series like and that. Batman yeah. Returns. Batman Returns, mm. yeah. Batman Begins, stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And um, so do you think this will be like, um, like so do you think this will be a growing trend going forward that maybe we might even see a Walking Dead um, oh, yeah. like, animated why not? series? Because the fact of the matter, if somebody just says, if somebody isn't turned off by the fact that it's animation, and it seems like this was popular enough that people weren't, or any, at least enough people weren't. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, well, this opens up the literal universe to us. Because if we want to fight out on the on the base of a burning star, yeah. then it doesn't take a studio and two hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nine months' work that we can do this, and people will be blown away by. Because I was blown yeah. away by Invincible. And because the fact that if you have uh, like animation is like limitless. Like yeah, you of course, why, why wouldn't it be? And so all these comic books that are hard to adapt to a live action where it's going to cost you 200 million and it might have only a very niche uh, fan yes. base. You know yes. what I mean? Like a, like a Sandman. I think Netflix are taking a big risk with Sandman putting so much money into it because even though it's well known between me and you, but we know comics. There's a sink or swim. Absolutely. Yeah, you know There's what I mean? There's a sink like, or swim. Definitely. And, but if that was animated, the risk is 10 times less. I think, yeah, once you have enough properties that are making money, you're allowed to just kind of roll the dice. And if it doesn't work, nobody gets bread taken off their table. Yeah. But with, 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 with this, this is outside of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Dark Horse, is it? No, Skybound. Skybound. Because he works with um uh, Image. Image. And uh, yeah, and they, they, they took this property and, and they, they said... Because this probably this this only ended maybe a year and a half ago or something. I was surprised even because I remember the last two comics they, they were they kind of wrapped up the storyline and I was kind of going, "Whoa, it's finally over!" I yeah. can't believe it. I felt that at the end of The Walking Dead. It's like uh, I knew it was going to happen, but now that it's here, 
I feel like it's like you nearly feel something's missing or something. Yes. You know, that kind of ritual. It's like uh, if Game of Thrones had ended properly. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Imagine what you would feel if Game of Thrones had ended well. And um, I would... think quite often about how I would have felt, yeah. like you know, like the waking up and screaming, that sort mm. of kind of feeling. And do you see, like Robert Kirkman has made it like known over years that he hasn't had the creative kind of input into the Walking Dead shows he would, yes. have, would like. Yes, yeah, it's ex- and it's the same as George or uh, George or or Martin. Yeah, I always fuck up his name. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Because the thing is, series. if you take. If you if you segue if you let a character survive every interaction that that person has is a step away from the source material yeah. and then there's just a butterfly effect that you created and when you and, and when you introduce uh, a couple of characters that aren't in the source material and they become pivotal and, to yeah, the and show then, then it could become pivotal to the show like mm. i mean uh, and this but this just said look this comic series is actually great i mean i was watching it with my fiance and she was like it's a bit you know because if adam eve she's pink she's you know like they're all gregarious kind of characters uh, they can fly, they can shoot, they can they can do all that kind of jazz. And uh, she, I was, she was like, "Oh yeah, no, this is good." And I was like, "Okay, I know by I know her so well." Like I was like, "This is not going to be what you think it is." And at the end of episode, whatever it was, two or three, she's like, "Okay, yeah. like the end of <laughs> episode one is insane." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it really I don't know. I just thought it was like Robert Kirkman writes stuff for Robert Kirkman, and if you like it, that's great. And he's always and that's what I think good bands do. Sometimes if it blows up in their face in a yeah. way it's not successful or something. But if you just start saying, right, I, I made this and yeah. people loved it, so I'm going to make this again. Yeah. And you'll all, all you'll ever do is a cheap imitation of this. You have to go another way. Yeah. And he's making stuff that he would like to see. Yeah. And this is, this just bleeds that. And you you see this could end up leading into like an Oblivion song animated series, his new graphic novel. Oh, why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think when you know kevin feige and guys like that i think when they, they they bring home the bacon i think and they have yeah like they, they, if, if i give you a film and you give me if you give me 300 million and i give you a billion and you give me 200 million and i give you half a billion and yeah. it goes on so on and so forth you back the fuck off and you trust that i can that i'm going to do this and i will yeah. do this so i think this was definitely another example of that and i think it's well it's a it's a like the fact that robert kirkman hadn't had a long like as much as say in the walking dead as he would have liked i think the fact that this is his creation it's created by him he adapted to screen for amazon and the strength of it shows that maybe that at times maybe the walking dead should have leaned into his strength as a storyteller yes. you know and this is the thing about having actors and stuff isn't it because like oh here's what i want from my character and i i don't think my character should do this or i, I want because that is just the, the hubris of i think of of working with actors yeah. and working with people who they themselves get involved i think it's a little bit different for a voice actor yeah i'm sure they're invested and god knows the voice actors were great in this um but i do think at the same time here here's my source material and here's my script it just it just they just got on with it, and yeah. I do think the animation again lends itself to that. It, it, to me, it felt like a series that was the the cast was handpicked by Robert Kirkman himself. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think the way it was casted, each actor nearly he's worked with a lot of them over time, like some people from The Walking Dead and stuff. But I think like the way uh, he had such a, a hand in bringing this to the screen. I just think that uh, he probably had a big influence in the cast as well. You know, yeah. Anyway, and that's why we probably saw Steve Young. Who played Glenn in The Walking Dead? Play Mark uh, uh, Grayson. Yes, mm. I I honestly think as well. If 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 I was making something like this and I was casting it, J.K. Simmons walked in and fucking kicked me in the balls, told me I was worth nothing, and said he wants a goddamn job. He'd get it. Yeah, that man has got this amazing way with acting. But he's also he showed now that he has a voice. He just because I read the comics and I 
of course, it's like on some level I had a voice in my head for everyone. Yeah. You know, obviously this character sounded different, this character on some level. But when J.K. Simmons came in, I just went, wow, that's that that's just authoritative, but not dangerous and just kind of a grounded voice that he gave to to, to Nolan yeah. was just fantastic. Yeah, extremely well casted. A lot of um Easter eggs and nods to the like obviously like, there's the very outward less subtle ones like the the Guardians of the Globe which we'll talk about in a sec but, yeah. but I wanted to say like there's like Wait, did it remind you of someone? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but like and you have Grayson which is obviously Robin's surname Dick Grayson from Batman, you know. Yeah. Um uh, Robert Kirkman is quoted somewhere along the line I think it was on Kevin Smith's podcast uh, Fat Man Beyond where he said something along the lines of this was his Spider-Man in a lot of ways. He wanted to tell some uh, story about a teenage superhero, you know. And yes. In a lot of ways, Invincible is his version of what a Spider-Man story, Spider-Man-esque, you know. And there is the Grayson thing of being given greatness. And obviously he was given on more of a Superman scale, but yeah. given greatness, but having to live up to an almost impossible level. Yeah. Because Omni-Man was in a world of people that could do amazing things. Yeah. He was, without a shadow of a doubt, the most powerful. Yeah, he's their homelander. He's their homelander. Yeah. And uh, and he, and he having to live up to his ideology yeah. was huge. And Dick Grayson had that as well. So, yeah, it was. It was yeah. a nod to him. Even before he became Robin, he had to live up to the whole Grayson legacy in the carnival circuit. Exactly. Because yeah. even watching, I've seen, like, was it Judas Contract or something? Uh, and I think it was actually Damien that fought his father. And even though he had, like, let's just say, um, he had more agility and he had youth on his side it didn't matter because he was the goddamn batman yeah, <laughs> you exactly, know yeah. it didn't matter that you had you could jump because he uses your momentum against he's yeah. smarter than you yeah. he's it's, been doing it longer than you it's, cannot it's just like that old saying is like uh, i taught you everything you know but i haven't taught you everything i know it's exactly yeah. what it is yeah and obviously and obviously like we see early on where mark gets his powers you see that he's got even though for me or you like the guy couldn't the guy could bite into a tank yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. the guy is that strong but compared to me nolan grayson yeah. It's still you're literally yeah. just and you see that just in the big exchanges as well that like even though like remember there's a part where Invincible punches no uh, Omni-Man in, near the end of the series and he just kind of looks at him like he's like you gotta do better than that you, you know, have like, to kind do of better than that yeah and he just like and he fucking levels him like you know oh my god the viciousness it's not about having power it's about your ability to control your power you mm. know what I mean or like, learn learn to ta- learn to harness it I suppose yeah, the way of putting it's it it's kind of like in Man of Steel where Superman teach himself how to fly Yes. You know, where it's one of the best scenes, you know, where he has to learn how to harness the power of the sun because that's where he's jumping. And it's actually the part where he closes his eyes and he allows the rays of the sun to seep into him. And he's like, when the day comes, they'll worship you like a god or something yes. like that. And then he fucking flies off. Like, it, it's a I mean? super scale of like, imagine like becoming a young man and you become very athletic and you have a father who's athletic and trained and a fighter and all this mm. kind of stuff. And he's like, yes, okay, so I, I see you can run and I see you can do that. But show me what you got compared to me it's still nothing yeah and that was so that that desperation inside of a character that was so powerful like you see where he he grabs a a meteor yeah and throws it back into space and the father is the father is just like i mean that's okay (laughs) i'm like bitch he just threw a meteor that could level a quarter of the planet back into space and he's like yeah i know i guess i'm not saying he didn't (laughs) um what did you think of sandra o's uh performance as the mother Um, oh i'll check her name first Dollar, uh, uh, pet. Her name is Pet. Pet. No, remember he says, "I love you. I like, uh, I like your mother, but I think of her more as a pet." Oh yeah. Do not see all the memes that were going around and stuff like that. Oh, Debbie Grayson. Debbie right. Grayson. Um, I thought she was brilliant. I actually thought she was probably. Again, I'm getting like artistic and abstract Sandra here. Sandra O from Grey's Anatomy, I think. Yeah, Sandra O from Grey's Anatomy, Killing Eve. It's absolutely yeah. spectacular in that. But uh, I thought she was. Again, I'm getting abstract, and but I thought she was the most powerful character. And did you remember? She looks at Nolan one point and says, "Fuck you, Nolan." Yeah. 
like somebody who is can do like like uh she's extremely powerful her hold over him as we find out later on the story is the thing that makes him human at all uh, yes you know what i mean exactly like, it, otherwise like as you, know, you as you find out what he's actually about um Viltrumite, I, it's not there's, have you ever seen full metal alchemist uh, no, I, yeah. it looks really cool. It's on Netflix, isn't it? It's on Netflix, but yeah. there's a I, don't, I guess I can't give anything. But there's a character in that where you, you know you find out that he's bad and yeah. he's trying to cover my ears. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he says uh, about his wife, even though like he completely betrayed her, like without a second's thought, yeah. when it was time to do so, he did say that in all my life I was destined to do this, and this is what I was told to do. She was the only thing I chose. Yeah, and even though he was a monster. Like a mon and you were great. You loved to see him like, get his comeuppance. Yeah, there was something like she, she was the only thing I chose. Yeah, because she was the only thing outside of outside of my grand destiny, design that was yeah. given to me. Yeah, she was the only thing I chose, and I remember that popped into my head. And you think that's Debbie Grayson? Yeah, because he didn't have to. Like I know he's like you know you breed and see if the vulture mice hmm. um, genes can. What do you think his real name is? Or did it tell you in the comic? I can't. I think they might tell Obviously, you. Nolan you know what? Grayson. He's Nolan. It, throughout the entire thing, he was Nolan to me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think he probably did. And you know what? I know they give him, he has a different surname, his bloodline, and they, they go into that and stuff like that. But yeah. Right, he, cool. yeah I, I won't ask questions. Exactly. I don't want the answer yeah. to, you know. But um, yeah, so like, so we talked about Sandra Oh, and obviously we touched on J.K. Simmons. There was and, no weakness. Yeah, there's, there's there was just, no, like, that's why didn't they go with it? Everyone like, sounded perfect. Because like Robert Kirkman created the comic book and he, he heard the voices. You say you heard voices, but of he knew the voices. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? so absolutely. It feels like to me that that it was a hand-picked. It's, it's like, when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, it feels like everybody's there because James Gunn wants them to be there. Yeah. And that's what this And now you can't imagine it any other way. Yeah, exactly. And that's not always... It's, it's quite true. They do a decent job on the whole, but uh, it's not always true. Yeah, it's not. So when they do it really, especially when they do it really well against a cast of characters, and especially, especially when especially an ensemble cast, and not ensemble. when everyone is not a super powered being. Yeah, uh, you know that they're actually supposed to be all maybe maybe more background in terms of power, but they're mm. still just as at the front based on sheer performance. Again, Sandra Oh was fantastic. God, there's nothing that woman can't do. Um, I'd watch that woman read a phone book. I just think she's brilliant. Uh, so uh, what's called? I want to talk to you about uh, why, why, why oh, it's Atom Eve. That's her name. Atom Eve. That's what she's able to rearrange I literally molecular structures. Her name was Adam, Adam and Eve. Oh, is it? No, no, no. Yeah. It's a play on that. Yeah. Right. Atom Eve. Because I was like, that's the dumbest fucking superhero name yeah, yeah. I've ever heard. But Atom Eve is way better. Because she rearranges. Yeah. Because constantly I was like, why did it call her that? I'm like. Robert Kirkman, I really appreciate your creativity, but that was a shit name. It's. I think she's a slight. She's a spin on it, but she's very Green Lantern. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Actually. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like, yes, she's able to like create plants, create create something from nothing. She's yeah. able to turn. There's a scene even when she's trying to get away from her parents, so she just creates a door, yeah. like a literal door. Well, she closes the door. She, she create one door. and close it. I yeah, think. What she does is she uh, puts like a, a portal or energy shield over the door and and removes the door. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unmixed. Then it's probably the better yeah. word. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so she's stupidly powerful. But mm. again, it just showed like it was funny because they had all these people with all the, like you know the tactician and the, but it, none of it really came to anything in the sheer face of what Nolan was. Yeah, like they, he was a uh, world destroyer. Yeah. He, I actually, they, they're 
he literally was a world destroyer. That, that, they had the whole scene where he. I love. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, no, because I pick up on your your points. You're talking about one of my favorite episodes of the whole run. You talking about the interdimensional time traveling? Yes, where time moves so it's differently, yeah. and they Fucking, come. That's one of the best pieces of storytelling I've seen in a long time. Like it's so when Mark goes back to his mother, Debbie. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, like Dad went through the portal after them, and <laughs> yeah. blah 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 blah." Like, and she's going, "Is that all?" Yeah, she like, I'll put on a tea or something. Yeah, like and then he comes back with a beard, and yeah. he's just fine. I like fucking it. love though that that sequence where he goes through the show him the what happened after he went through the portal, and he goes in and he's like, the first guy he takes out is the guy with the one eye. Yes, like, the guy that survived like <laughs> I think two previous like battles. Leader, up to yeah, the, yeah, and he was like the war. Like for him, he'd been doing this for thirty years. Yeah. Uh, he was war hardened. Yeah. He was determined. It just reminded me that scene. He was know, a piece of shit. You, <laughs> you know, in Pickle Rick, uh, who's actually up in our wall up here. But you know, Pickle Rick, uh, the episode where he kills the giant rat, and he goes, yeah. "I'm sure they got a name for you, like Scar or something." Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I know. You're probably noticing I didn't give you a cool name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because to me, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's when I was looking at that scene. I was like, that's probably what he's like. And I was like, oh, they probably called you that, king. That was they? also foreshadowing. Yeah. As in when he just lets loose. Yeah. The, 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 the devastation. The, the, yeah. It, it wasn't saving cats from trees. Yeah. That's what he is like when you just let loose. So it doesn't matter that you're able to create barriers mm. or, or, or move in shadows or yeah. something like that. It, it doesn't matter. It kind of falls back to what Ben Affleck's Batman said in Batman vs Superman. If there's a 1% chance that he can be our enemy, then we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Yeah. He's so powerful. At that level of, yeah. of power. Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like an, a, a nuclear bomb sitting absent in the middle of Central Park and you're kind of going, no, all our data says that it's, there's less than a 1% chance of it going off. Yeah. You're going, so what? We're ignoring it. Yeah, because exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that 1%, if it does go off, is catastrophic. Yeah, but we, even, we even feel that way about countries. and like, oh, how much power can we let? People are like, oh, Iran, what if they get nuclear? You know, we do. We do yeah. think, people do think, and it becomes part of a political debate. Yeah. And you're thinking, but imagine if a person, just fuck that, not a, not a, not a sovereign nation, yeah. but an actual human being. Yeah. It's fucking terrifying. And the fact that he's from another planet means that he's not, no allegiance to anybody on this no. planet. Outside his family, which is very minimal, as we find out later on That's, in it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Because you think like the, his family make him this like human, superhuman, superman, you know? Well, what it really is like it, the family's a blip in this massive life cycle. That uh, yeah, and he's a life cycle of like five thousand years or something like yeah, that. I, so I you, think he said realized it was just infinitesimal. Yeah, I think his is much longer than Mark's would be because Mark is not. He said you're almost full Vulture. Yeah, so he would have a lifespan of of thousands, thousands of years. years. So you're but, talking like Thor or something. Yeah, exactly. But he was obviously born to two vulture my parents he was yeah. probably at this stage a few thousand years old yeah exactly because like uh, he said, never really touched he's just like mm-hmm. again like, and the older they get the slower the age which yeah I the older they get the slower they the age yeah you're going to see characters going forward big gray you know what i mean you just know they're more it's kind of like that song yeah. it's like i wish i knew what i knew now when i was young yeah and that's the thing with them they're getting the maturity of experience but they're not aging at the same rate yes. so that's why they're so lethal you know yes. what I mean like, and just the fearlessness of of, of battle and also yeah. like he taught he, uh, Nolan was trying to teach Mark that even though you, you can like fly around the globe in four and a half minutes or whatever yeah. I, met, I met up that like that's yeah. what I don't know what it's it was probably less remember they were throwing ball, uh, playing catch yeah. and it was they were back to back and they were throwing the ball literally around the, the globe that's when so- Superman did that before didn't he with someone did Superman Superman there was a scene I think in Superman 2 where a guy shows up and he, he throws a ball with Clark and Clark Bluffs every single one. Yeah. Uh, and then your mom's like, you know, don't worry about it. And he leaves. And then Clark just, when he's gone, he just 
hits the ball, throws the ball in the air and just hits it and he sends it into space yeah. because he couldn't hit the ball with the Could guy there. Could you imagine though, like you're in the ISS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of all things, yeah. Or back that's then, see, That's the thing, if I had those powers, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to take over the world. What'd you do with it? Yeah. No, I, I'd just be messing with people. Yeah, <laughs> I'd just be, I would probably take I'd put like an Annabelle doll yeah, <laughs> up I, in the space. I'm not going to lie, I'd probably try and take over the world. Yeah, no, probably. Like if yeah. I'm superhuman and I think I can live forever and I'm like, all oh, these people are no match for me, like for a couple of hundred years, I'll probably chill. And after I get bored, I'm probably like, I'm going to take them over. <laughs> anyway, um, please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, total global domination. <laughs> what else have I got to do? I lived through the Babylonian age. Yeah, well, I think, yeah. Well, to be honest with you, that's the thing. If you lived for 4,000 years, you would go crazy. Mm. Literally crazy. And especially at the folly of man. Yeah. Like you, you would have seen it all. It you would have seen how many chances and opportunities. Yeah. True. Well, that's breed. because a lot of uh, in, it's a kind of a trope in vampires. Think the older the vampire, the more nihilistic they are. Yeah, because what they've seen because the hatred the, grows. Yeah, the exactly. hatred grows because that's the only thing that's certain yeah. is that they're not that, that we have not as a species, you know, showered ourselves in glory. Like, yeah, you know? well, we're doing all right though. We're doing all right. We're still we're here. Doing all right. Just six billion of us. Well, this podcast exists, so yeah. I guess we're not doing too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so we we kind of talked about the cast and stuff. So like, I want to talk about the kind of more peripheral characters. Um, in a sense, uh, like Angela, who was played by Zazie Beetz, and then um, his friend. He's kind of he's not his sidekick, but you know he's. Uh, well, I, yeah, well, he's not his sidekick in the sense that he doesn't go on adventures with him, but he's his confidant. Is probably a better word. Yeah. Um, William Clockwell. Um, Duh, everyone knows him. Played by Andrew Renales or something. But like, uh, what do you think of them as kind of like uh, the, like, for lack of a better comparison, but like Ned and uh, MJ from the Spider-Man movies. That's kind of what they're war. Yeah, know? yeah, that's it. He, he He's somebody that keeps him grounded because he was just this normal, dorky 17-year-old kid. Yeah. And even though he's like, he was bring, bringing a rubbish out the back to throw into the skip yeah. and he threw it in space and his powers like kicked in literally that, that mo- in that moment. That, what uh, do you make of the way they do reveals like that in this? They're, they're not very like climactic. Like yeah, because I, I don't know. Can... Like, I, I always think you know the way this these days in horror and stuff, we kind of they, they, they show you the world and things just are. And yeah. be, a lot of people say, "Oh God, like that's cheap storytelling." And I'm like, "Well, that not be if twenty eight days happen? later happened, and you just woke up in it. You just wake mm. up in it. If the internet's down and the radios are gone of... dark. You wouldn't know shit." So I say no, but like I got my uh, first dose of the vaccine the other day, and they're like, "Come back in twenty eight days." And <laughs> like 28 days later, 28 you want me to come later. back 28 yeah. days later? Yeah, and I'm like, could you not like just add a day to that? I don't know. I'm, I'm very, very pro vaccine since I got the Moderna. My internet connection has just improved dramatically <laughs> for some reason. The 5G nanobots in your system, yeah. and, you know, and, and you know, and I just want to spend a little bit of money on like those great range of Windows products, yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what did you did you think, uh, Zazie Beats as Angela? Um, because I, I, I want to kind of Blast through the characters a little bit because I want to start talking about the cool shit, the superheroes and the villains and stuff. But um, what did you make of like Zazie Beats kind of like she was very her character was very similar to Zendaya maybe in the first half of Spider Man Homecoming. She's very quick to kind of figure things out later on. In yeah, episode. and she calls him on his shit. Yeah, you know, like and he, uh, and uh, yeah, she was a, she was a great character because she, uh, she, it was kind of like he still wanted the things the teenage boys want. Yeah, it's the balancing act. Is what that, but yeah, he wanted you know a girl and he wanted to mm. date and he wanted to very like Tobey Maguire and Spider Man. Yeah, one, yeah, know? but she, I, I thought the most triumphant fucking scene for her was when 
she goes back up to her room after telling basically telling him to go fuck himself because he flaked on her nine times by this stage. Yeah. Nine is a big number. I probably 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 three though, like yeah, in, in big ways. And like an inanimated woman, she's a smoke show. Oh, she's an absolute smoke. Well done on that collection of pixels. <laughs> but uh but uh she comes in the room and he's like, I am invincible and she just doesn't give a yeah. fuck. And you have to respect that. Yeah. As in like, yeah. Not even that's gonna cut the fucking mustard, <laughs> like you know. Yeah. So yeah, no, she was great. She, she had characters that were trying to keep him grounded because he he still was going to school. Yeah, and you want to show the differential between him and his father. His father received in um, uh, Vultramite. V- Vil- Vultramite is it? Vultramite. Is yeah. it Vultramite? Is he? Oh, wait, Vultramite was Vultramite the planet, and he's Vultramite. Is it something like that? Something like, like that. Um, yeah. But his his father steeped in that culture, whereas of course, yeah, yeah, him since, and Mark since the age of the Romans. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. But Mark is steeped in. Yeah, exactly he's still, he's still doing math he's a modern teenager you yeah know? he's still doing math in English and stuff mm. like that you know and his mother still wants that for him yeah which is um, you know which again which is he has a grounding influence all around him with this huge two huge exceptions of his father being who his father is yeah and the fact he got powers yeah so he's he and he's terrible at the balancing act which I loved yeah, because I think it's like, boring when they're really good at it. Yeah, when you're 17 years old, you don't have a fucking clue what you're doing. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. And if like if you're adding superpowers to the fact that you want to hook up with this smoke show or whatever, and like it's going to be impossible to like you have this uh, one one part of your like um, your impetus or whatever is leaning towards I want to impress my father, I want to follow him in the footsteps, I want to show him what I can do. And the other one's like, I want to impress this girl. I want to be a 17 year old. Like, it's like, I want to have these two different, like the two different destinies. One is like, I want to live a normal life as much as I can as Mark Grayson. And the other thing is I want to li- fulfill my destiny as invincible. You and, know what I mean? And shit, of course, like in all superhero things, the only thing that's consistent is shit just happens. Yeah. And like you're there with her and you promise you're not going to like the really, you know, the milk it is in like, no, I promise I'll be there. And look how here I am. And then, you know, the call comes through and uh, <laughs> what can you do? You can't, you don't get to not go. Yeah. Not when you're like, what, the second most powerful being, tops the third most powerful mm. being on the planet. It's like you said when the uh, uh, earlier podcast, like, no matter what, Spider-Man has to be Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, no matter what, he's invincible 24 hours a day. Because you know so, I mean? so to disappoint somebody, everyone's felt that. It's one of the worst things. Everyone's always said, like, you know, when you come home and your parents are screaming at you, it's bad. But when they come home and your parents... Aren't it's yeah. an awful lot worse. Yeah. But at the same time, that has to be measured against the fact that people are absolutely going to die and die quite horribly unless yeah. you you spring into action. And there can't be a if you are to live like what we might call a moral life, there can't. Yeah. You have to take that that hit. Yeah. I'm you about, just do. I'm about to segue the fuck out of this. Right? Yeah. Go for it. And the reason like it's so important that he has to answer the call is because there's a fucking shortness of heroes at the moment because the yeah, league unbelievable for the, some reason. Yeah, yeah, the Guardians of the Globe, um, who we talked about a little bit earlier, it's such on like this kind of this universe's Justice League, they get fucking wiped out at the end of for, season, episode uh, yeah. one. It's a sedentary drama for no reason. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah, that's that's it. They get half yeah, a segue. Uh oh God, what? <laughs> fucking scene yeah oh that's one of the best like the the, the, the action we talked about this before we start the reaction is ridiculous but this is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long time in any format oh yeah like, you, no, know, I can't, you can't stress it enough because well A it's brutal because you know like you, you watch Avengers and they're fighting for their lives and that's that's true but essentially like you know, it's I action. remember it was at the start of the second violence without consequence. Yeah, it was the start of the maybe this the third yeah civil war and uh, you know Captain America he jumps into a building and everyone's got guns but 
he jumps through the window, throws his shield, and he ends up taking out like four or five of them. And you know, he does all these cool acrobatics and he kicks a shit out of people. So I never, it wasn't, it was cool, but it yeah. wasn't brutal. Yeah. Like this fight was right off the bat brutal. Yeah. This guy is here to kill you. And he's not even like, ha, you're probably wondering why I'm here to kill you. He didn't bother with that shit. Yeah. This was literally. Why do you think he killed him in that moment? Just a weak and art. Well the, the, well, the thing is, when he's saying, right, my son, we can breed here. Yeah. We can make Vulturemites. We can take over this world. But So the only people, the closest, not that they're as strong as him, but together, maybe they could stand in his way. So if he can catch them off guard, yeah, which he could, because they trusted him. Yeah, and then, uh, I love that scene, sorry to cut across, but you know, when they get the signal, and there's like they all get the beep, and they're all leaving, and then you have Red Rush saying goodbye to his girlfriend or whatever. And then, like, it didn't even dawn on me for a split second that Omni-Man was after turning. Like, I, I seen a villainous turn in him. There was something about him, and J.K. Simmons was playing him as well. There was a little bit of a darkness yeah, there you know that they mean? alluded like, to. Yeah. And for an animation, they did really well to get that across. Yeah, because he even doesn't he punch his son in the chest when they're training. Like, he's yeah. really, really hard and shit Because like this that. is what, yeah. this Because yeah. he was treating him what it was like to be in an actual fight. Yeah, and the way he was raised in Vulturine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You don't. Vulturine. You absolutely do not fuck around. Yeah, yeah. and, like... I love the scene because, like, for that split second, that you don't realize that he's turned bad, and then all of a sudden, if you touched upon it earlier, things like when Red Rush pulls the immortal out of the way, yeah, and then you and just, it's just see... the fist coming in, and yeah. it was already chills, yeah. Oh my god, I got absolute chills because then he just appears in the middle of the room, he hasn't killed anybody yet, and uh, he ends up like, but the thing is, they it shows just how powerful they are because they unload on him, yeah, and they do land, yeah, like they land. Actually, in the end, they land thousands of hits on them. Yeah, because sure, if you're fighting the Justice League, you're you know. fighting. Yeah, especially if one guy can hit him three thousand times a second or something bonkers, yeah. you know. And the you know the Batman characters throwing bombs. Darkwing. Darkwing. Yeah, but he's he just. Uh, I think it was uh, War Woman that said, "Look, it's it's either him or us to the immortal." And he said, "I choose us." Yeah, that's a great scene. Actually, it's a great scene. Yeah. And then they realized. Then at that point, they all decided, well. We have to kill him. Yeah, like the, even if his mind has been taken over, which is a fight alluded. to the death. Yeah, it's a fight because he's not. It's not going to be he's like killed Red Rush at this stage, and he's that's also, it. He kills Red Rush. He killed yeah. the the fish guy, the version of Aquaman. Um, what was his name? Oh God, that was so funny. I like yeah. the fact that he's just just a fish. <laughs> like why not? Well, he's just like yeah, he could be like fishman basically. What was his, what was his name? Um, God damn it. Um. What was his name? Aquarius. Aquarius. Played by Ross Marquand, another guy from... Aquarius. Uh, the right. Walking Dead. Well, it was not the age of Aquarius. He was fucking demolished. Um, with are, fucking... Are, you, are you kind of like sick and tired a little bit of these alternate versions of Justice League? Well, I thought this one was particularly funny. And the fact that they wiped him out pretty quickly. And they wiped him out pretty quickly. Yeah. Because they had literally Martian Man Hunter. Yeah. They had Martian, Batman. Martian Boy Fucker. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing with that kid? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they had <laughs> they had um Superman, I guess, a bit in the immortal, you know, he was <coughs> a godlike figure who's been around forever. Yeah. Kind of. Um they had War Woman who was like so Wonder Woman yeah. on, on the tea, like you know. Yeah, it's every bit as much as Queen Maeve. Like, yeah, exactly. And uh but it just kind of went, fuck your Justice League. They're not going to be here for you. And it was great. It, it, it was sad. Uh, it was powerful. Mm. It, it introduced proper despair. Yeah. Because because in one scene, the most powerful hero became the enemy. And the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever, most powerful heroes all died. Yeah. Now, that's such a dangerous shift for the world in dynamics. Yeah. Where you went, you had this team of six. 
Yeah. And then you had this one surviving member and the rest were wiped out. And what little beknownst to you, at least at this moment, is he's the one who did it. It's just, it just screams fucked. You're fucked. Because, like, in the opening sequence, you see how much more powerful Omni-Man is than them. But you don't really, because, like, well, he is just taking out bad guys. Like, which yeah. is, you know, in par for the course. But then when you see, like, uh, the real strength of a superhero against other superheroes, and he's, like, taking out what's, I think it's six of them, isn't it, he fights. And yeah, yeah, there was, the, the, just to make it simple, there was the fast one, the fish one, the Wonder Woman one, the Batman one, and the Martian Manhunter one. So that, that's five to me in that night. Perhaps I'm forgetting someone. Um, yeah, there's like the Aquarius. There is um, Darkwing. Um, there was War Woman. War Woman. Uh, the immortal. The Immortal. And I think that's... And then Red Rush. Red Rush. I think that's all of them. Yeah. It? And of course, his his death. We can't just brush over it. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously, we were seeing it from his perspective of time being extremely slowed down. Yeah. So obviously, when you're getting your head crushed... And it's happening from your... It's like a vice been slowly turned. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about the strength of it. You can't get out of it. But he's pu punching and punching and punching. But he's punching so many times that even Omni-Man is getting hurt. Yeah. But his wrists have... Fingers and wrists have broken. What else is there for him to do? Yeah. Except fight. And he's punching him with the nubs. Yeah. And you're just like... Fuck <laughs> me, that's brutal. Yeah, and then his eye explodes. And his eye, yeah, his eye popping out of his head yeah. and stuff. Like, oh my god. Robert was... Kirkman likes a good eye popping, doesn't he? He does like a good mm. eye popping. And the way they killed um War Woman as well, just the like the, the, the one hundred and eighty degree neck break. Yeah. Like just fully turned. It's so personal. It's such a personal way to kill someone, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it like does. you're nearly trying to rip their fucking head off. I that's it. But what I loved about him is that the the the, the, the non gimmicky nature. He can fly. That's a superpower. Absolutely, he's yeah. fast. That's a superpower. Man, he's strong. As in, strong, strong. Yeah. As in, stronger than ten thousand men. Yeah. Stronger than a hundred thousand men. Stronger than a war woman. Stronger than a war woman. Yeah. There's yeah. a dude that could catch a meteorite the size of Texas out of space. Yeah. Flying eight thousand miles an hour. Sure. And just throw that bitch back. That's do you, how. It's, it's do just... you remember when he went into the alien universe and how he got back was? He actually had an astro. Yeah, like holding it over yeah, them and they created a port. And then, like, obviously, he, he, pro he probably up. promised them he'd let them live or whatever. Yeah. He just lets that go and he yeah. just goes home. And he and that's another part for us to see his vicious side. Absolutely. His brutal, genocide yeah. inside, if you're there. Oh, yeah. He was, he, like, I mean, it was, to see us, because, I mean, I, I, I'm a big DC guy and, like, Sinestro, Lex Luthor, I mean, you're talking dark side levels. Yeah. That's about the only person I know who would be as quick to just wipe people out yeah he was literally he was superman but he was actually dark side yeah even thanos you know? left half even thanos left no yeah exactly this yeah. well thanos had like cause yeah like albeit a completely amoral one but he actually thought ultimately he was restoring balance to the universe yeah uh no but this was just like you attacked me Which so was i'm going to completely proven, right? wipe i don't get me right like they, they were the attacking force but it was just brutality. You see, flying through buildings so fast that they explode instead of crumble. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it was an excellent, excellent, excellent scene. Another one I've revisited more than once. Um. So, like, what did you think of the the kind of the different lineups of villains we got throughout the series? Where it was like nearly, uh, it's like it was kind of like the monster of the week, nearly, you know, that kind of way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What, what did you make of, like, we already talked about the interdimensional uh time traveling aliens with the, the tachyon readers and all this stuff and they were one that was one of my favorite episodes uh, like where yes. and like and it's it was going to be something so much like fringe where the the science is complicated but it's clear enough explained that you, you have a 
perfect understanding of it you know what i mean like as soon as they started to die off i was like oh maybe they can't live in their dimension or some shit and then yeah yeah, or yeah something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean like so maybe they're doing like a skirmish and i love the way like they're because of their time advancement they'd go back and it's, it's like three days for us and then they come back and they have these fucking wristwatches or something that allows oh they've them. advanced in technology in yeah. that time yeah yeah because like as much as 10 years 20 years 30 years yeah. in that couple of days has passed yeah it was good yeah and they're always like rick and morty have fun with stuff like that and star trek has had fun with stuff like yeah. that like the perception of time or the experience of time yeah and being it, a lot faster slower depending on which side of the and coin chris nolan is just like gone crazy with shit and, yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah yeah but it is like i mean it's good it's, it's so mind fucking right like and they have they have fun with at that point you realize that this despite it being a this is when a lot of parents were letting their kids watch it and went what the fuck <laughs> how many people do you think stopped watching at the end of episode one Oof. probably at least 30 percent of all kids. oh i don't know i you know what i mean like it's like i mean i wasn't for me it's like well yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean like it's so i can't speak for every demogram i think like if you had an idea of what you're in for yeah that's one thing like have you ever seen a show explode so many people's heads no, oh they my were God. big into it, weren't they? Uh, do you remember the part where he fucking um, uh, Invincible saves a guy? Um, he's like a, a fighter pilot. Fighter pilot, yeah. And he saves him. He's like, Brings oh. him to the ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, thanks, man. He saved my life. I really thought it was a gunner there. And he just couldn't... And like a grape. Yeah. <laughs> you know like I mean? a grape. The, the power of Omni-Man is And when insane. I say like a grape, as in that's how I, I would be able to squeeze a grape. Yeah. As in that, with between two fingers... I could create enough force and that's what a human skull is to him you know what yeah. I mean and he goes hey you care about this guy yeah well boom see that's what they are they're nothing they're <laughs> nothing and was, he was trying to impress upon of course that's nothing compared to the train yeah. scene yeah the train scene's ridiculous holding him because obviously he's dense enough to go through a train and this like, be so expensive unscathed. to make as a movie oh no it? that's what we were we were talking yeah. about that before we started recording insane money insanely expensive and I, again I, I didn't feel cheapened by watching it in animation because it was just so perfectly done yeah the sound effects and everything I don't think so... any medium lend itself to it as much as animation would with no. those heads exploding and the style of it, the, the no. illustrations and just the, the gratuitousness that you can get away with in animation at the yeah. minute you just can because it's not real it's not blood it's not anything it's it's red <clears throat> what's red colouring you know as opposed to what did you think of the clones they were too much they were fucking brilliant I'm the original <laughs> yeah. I thought that's so genius. It's such a genius thing to do. I, though, I like. thought like naming you one that can that can reproduce it, help duplicate. Yeah, and her brother, multi Paul. <laughs> oh, is her, well, is her brother coming to it later? Yeah, it? his brother called multi Paul. Oh, spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. And, and maybe I should have put a spoiler alert because that was a very small one. Uh, like, there's more superheroes. <laughs> but what do you think of the clones? The two blue dudes. Oh, I mean, I love them because especially when they're just the whole thing, their whole ethos is that they do it in such a way where they can't be sure who the original the original actually is. Yeah. So that they can actually work as equal partners. Yeah. But they're both fully assured that they're the original. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's them. fucking brilliant. Oh, I, yeah. No, I love the way like no characters wasted in this. Like earlier we haven't even said robot yeah we haven't touched robot no yeah because i was gonna i was going to oh yeah no fair enough i was was going to search so many characters to the new um uh, guardians of the globe but um i was just going to say that like i love the way he doesn't really waste any characters in this because you see the two clones appear in episode one they kind of disappear and then they come back into it again later on yes and it was the same with the the guy i think um you know the guy who turns to rock 
Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You see him for a split second in the earlier episodes, one of Invincible's first villains to tangle with, and then he comes back and he has this really cool story arc, and he becomes like a fucking kingpin. Yeah, you know what I mean, like literally. Yeah, and having had Invincible help him do it all. Yeah, exactly. So it like, shows that he's got that kind of uh, literal kingpin. Been a good. Uh, he becomes the kingpin, but he has that kingpin approach, as in you know, you using his own enemies to forward his own ends because they had a mutually assured enemy. So it was ah, yeah, he's clever. What? That's it. Nobody was just a what was his character's name? Funny plot device. Titan. Titan. Played yeah. by Mahershala Ali. Who's Mar- I, I know that name. Mahershala Ali's going to be playing the new Blade. Yeah. Okay, um, I can picture him. Yeah. Uh, I was going to just check your cheat sheet and click on him because <laughs> I can't show you the image because the way we have it set up. But um, so like uh, we we I was what did you do you have any other villains that you wanted to talk about a little bit from the the kind of monster of the week? Because well, there was that there was that dragon old man whatever the fuck he was it, like a play on Fing Fang Foom. Very much saw so a play on Fing Fang Foom. Yeah. Um, and everything was like at this time. There's sometimes you're just thinking, do make up your own things, and then sometimes you're thinking, why not have fun and just have inversions? He's wearing his influences on his sleeves. Like, exactly, like, sorry, and yeah. like I kind of unabashedly, and yeah. there's something about that that makes it acceptable. To me, even that line, as opposed to like, like goes, uh, go get him, tiger. Or something yeah, like exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So I just that, like, it's kind of like uh, uh, it's so instead of like a rip off, it almost feels like a thank you. Yeah, it's like an I know, I know you came first. Emulation, not imitation. I, yeah, emu- yeah, yeah, or imitation being the you know as as. Flattery. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, he was one hundred percent kind of straight up about it. Yeah, and but they weren't the main characters. The main characters were a creation of his of his. Robert and Kirkman they, always comes across such an honest person, though. He does. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Anytime I've heard any, he's like he's very honest about his humble background, how he had the grind to kind of make it from uh, his first few failed comic books to Walking Dead success and into writers' rooms. How he developed as a writer and how he developed the image comics and how it was very much a process for him. And I think that's kind of left him grounded in a lot of ways, in the ways he likes to keep his characters grounded. Like mm. in Mark Grayson and Rick Grimes, he's kind of pivotal characters in these two. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and I love that they're never like, he doesn't go Boy Scout. Yeah. Like, well, Mark Grayson is a little bit Boy Scout, but at the same time, you get this thing of like a clean slate. Yeah. He literally did not know going into it the brutality of it or what would be, yeah. and, and and to be fair, what would be expected. Like, he's only seventeen, yeah. and he had the world thrown at him. Yeah, and and this world, this absolutely insane, bonkers world. Yeah. Um. But and the same with Rick Grimes and stuff like that. Rick Grimes was like an upstanding citizen, but when it came to my people versus your people, yeah, or when it came to tough decisions being made so that my son can walk yeah. away, that sort of thing, then it showed that he had that brutal survivor and, thing. and it's good it's good he, it's that like again getting wankery holds a mirror up to humanity yeah, uh, but yeah you, don't, you know like what would you do because you like to think yeah. oh i'd never and i'd never i'd never but it's, you're but you're a father there's a I, balance in i wouldn't like to think i'd be fucking the first thing on the grill if it came down to you it have between. to hold on to who you are but also adapt to where you are exactly you know what i mean like, you're still a product of who you are but you have to yeah exactly yeah. So, no, we talked about the the Gardens of Dove and how they got killed and shit. And we talked a little bit about the different villains. Killed to shit, man. <laughs> killed to shit. Uh, very few people have ever been killed to shit like that. Um, well, one of them comes back. R- Rasputin. He comes to mind. Hey, they would have killed him like seven times. Yeah, that guy was like a motherfucker, wasn't he? Yeah. Like he was fucking mothers. Hung like a fucking horse as well. <laughs> Fair enough. No, they have his dick in a museum. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus, uh, we went off track very no, quickly. No, I think there. we should keep all that. That's, that's what the people are here oh, for. I know, I think so. The Penis Museum stuff. <laughs> um, if we lose our penis, penis museum quote of people, we have nothing. We're massive in the penis museum community. Oh, massive in the, <laughs> half, half that's true. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, so we talked about different relationships that he has, like um, that Omni Man shares with, like you know Deborah, um, his wife, and the way he interacts with Invincible. Uh, we talked, like uh, we talked a bit about Angela. We talked a bit about um, uh, a little bit about Atme. If I don't think we've mm. kind of really, really, she's such a pivotal, like she's not, she's secondary. She's literally the, yeah. the secondary character but, as much as um, Debbie re- is. Yeah, the reason I only touched on um, Atme a little bit earlier is because I kind of wanted to keep it for this part where. The Guardians of the Globe were killed at the end of episode one, and hmm. uh, so most of the first season, the uh, the kind of opening third of it is filled with the the new the kind of the the assembly of this new Guardians of the Globe, um, and that kind of that is being put in the guy we talked about a little bit, Cecil, um, played by Walton Goggins, and he has put um, the robot. Um, who we see instead is it the teen team? Is that the name of them? Is it? I thought they were the new guardians or some shit. Is that what they're called? Yeah, is it? But, um, no, 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 not their name when they take over. I mean, oh, before the, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was another group that we see earlier on that has like Rexplode, it has uh, Atom Eve, um, uh, Duplicate. Uh, You're not allowed to make robot. anything without Jason Montesacus. Uh, <laughs> it's illegal now. <laughs> I just watched America, the motion picture, yeah. and of course, he's TikTok, uh, Mr. John Wayne. Adams or something like mm-hmm. that in it. Like, it's just. It's just that he's in big mouth. It's just illegal. I don't think yeah. I don't think they're allowed to do it. But um, what did you make of like pretty much as the big part of this because so many pivotal cards and like explode. We like I'll just kind of jump ahead. So like, uh, robot is given the command of assembling this new Guardians of the Globe by Cecil, and we see a kind of um the the stereotypical the training montage. Or, uh, you know, where he's putting a team together. Monster Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah and we yeah. get introduced exactly to all these characters. Monster Girl, um, the the shrinking girl. What the fuck was her name? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was so inconsequential to me. Yeah, but I'm sure she'll... Like, I haven't read the comics, but I say she'll probably expand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what was her name again? So, yeah, it was Robot, um, Rexplode, Black Samson, du- uh, Duplicate... Um, and there was, uh, shit, 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 shit. Um, what was that one? Shrinks? Shrinky Dinky. That's what we call Monster her. Girl and shit. Because I know your one, Gay Gray Griffin, that does Monster Girl's voice. She does her voice as well. Does she now? Yeah, she does both I her voices. Never picked up on that. That's, that's interesting. Um, I only seen it because when you click on Amazon, it shows you who's cast as who in that scene at that time. But I can't remember her name. What was her name? Shrinking Girl. Um, shit, this is terrible. But I can't remember. But like, so we see the whole the assembly of this fucking new Guardians of the Globe. And um, what did you think of the power system? Because like I was saying to you, the original Guardians of the Globe reminded me too much of the, uh, the Justice League. And I'm kind of a bit done. Purposely so. Yeah, of course. Purposely so. Like the way the seven in the boys remind us of Justice League on purpose. Like, but I'm, it's, I'm, it's kind of done to death. I love the way that these are completely different like these are like very original. shrinking ray yeah shrinking ray is that her name or like, yeah. yeah so like so shrinking ray obviously is like his play on ant-man yeah or, or atom from dc or, yeah, yeah yeah exactly um yeah. or in China, who are even high. their play on each other like yeah, yeah exactly and um so and then but like obviously that's a, a nod to ones that we know but i loved monster girl Love Monster Girl. Yeah, it was such a clever complicated, yeah. complicated character. So she's a twenty-five-year-old woman. Um, I think she's twenty-four to start, and she turns twenty-five in it. Um, who Ooh. has been cursed to have the ability to transform herself into a monster? But everything. I'm gonna go with the word monsterify. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm sticking with. It. So she she hulks out for lack of a better term, 
And um, that's exactly it. Actually, when you say yeah, she is a Hulk, she I mean she Hulk. turns into a big green. Of course, she's the Hulk, yeah, almost limitlessly. Do you think monster. it's kind of nearly like these are my version of the DC characters? They're oh, all yeah. dead. No, these are my version of Marvel. Oh characters yeah, no, he touched on everyone. Yeah, he touched on. Yeah, I know Atom Eve's very Green Lantern. I was surprised. Really, you don't really get a Wolverine or anything. So I was almost is a mortal Wolverine. Well, he comes by, he fucking heals. And he even like has that beard. Oh, good point. Between the chops. And then... Yeah, he's got touch. He's got a touch. Yeah, touch. Like, is... hard to kill, gritty, yeah. anti-hear. Like, and like... he's lived too many wars, like we've seen a flashback. Yeah. So maybe he sees Wolverine. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, a, a smidge of him in it. Yeah. yeah. A smidge of the Wolverine. You know, and just a smidge of Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, his cameo in Days of Future Past where he tells him to fuck off or something. Yeah, That's yeah. a smidge of Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what did you make of the new lineup in comparison to your lineup and the influences and like the new characters? That, like Monster Guard was a really cool power set. And, you know, a 25-year-old woman that was cursed. That, she gets younger every time she uses her powers. Yeah, exactly. So. By a week, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so there's a toll. Yeah. The price to pay yeah. for, for a massive amount of power. Um, yeah, no, I I, I, I love them, especially because they were kind of uh, the new kids on the block and they had a lot to prove and they yeah. had attitude, especially Rexplode, you know, hot-headed and all that kind of shit. And uh, It'd be like if the Justice League got killed and Teen Titans took over for them or something. It's exactly that though, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. it really is because all of a sudden you're brought into the A-League. Yeah. You know, you're brought to the top of the queue. Five or ten years before you should have. Five been. or ten years easily before yeah. you should have. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed. You're still still a bit wet behind the ears. So probably like over eager. You got yeah. that sense from them. And why do you think Robot was on their team? You kind of seems so out of place. Yeah. Well, you needed a tactician. You needed the brains of the yeah. operation, and he was obviously definitely the best robot for the job. He's or is he? Great fucking character. Great character. Again, yeah. very complicated. Yeah. Apparently, a lot more. It turns out a lot more to him than. Yeah. what you originally had to believe because I thought oh it's Iron Man yeah you know what I knew because I read the comics but I thought uh, okay he's this Iron Man literally yeah. he's a suit of armor that can fly and he's all this kind of crazy tech yeah. and he's ins- he's insanely intelligent yeah so he's Iron Man but uh, obviously again the same way Immortal might be a touch Wolverine he's a touch Iron Man yeah then there's an awful lot more to him the fucking the backstory for that dude the backstory man. for that dude is great like earlier on so pretty much we see so after Robot becomes the kind of leader of this new Guardians of the Globe, he he's a very shadowy character in a lot of ways. You see a lot of shots with him up to something in the dark, in the shadows, up to something. And, and because he's because he's a robot, whatever, yeah. there's there's never an expression on his face. So sometimes they, for lack of a better word, the camera, the angle that we're perceiving it from, it just stops on him sometimes. Yeah, it's so and neutral. Angle, and it's it's so visual, but you're kind of thinking he's up to something, or is he? Because yeah. it's not like he he doesn't have a game face. Yeah. But he also doesn't have a poker face. Yeah. You know, he just he's just is. Um, so yeah, so there was a lot there. Do you know that scene where I was gonna say was do you remember when we see this malformed person, creature, whatever, in this like incubation tube or whatever? Yeah. And the robot's staring at him and then they don't even touch upon it again for ages. Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about where he doesn't waste characters. Oh no. Yeah, no. he does this constantly in this He storyboards goes, everyone. Mm. Nobody came in. He I you never got the feeling that he was like, okay, so I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a, a robot dude. Actually, you know, and then maybe three, four, five, six comics later, you think, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna change that up and I'm going to do that. No, no, that was storyboarded to yeah. fuck. Like even to that point of like all good stuff, like all the good anime that I, I've read. Like if I just finished Attack on Titan, you're kind of whoa, yeah. five, six years of foreshadowing that you just you just knew that he was way ahead of the game. Like he he yeah. he wrote a huge story inside of his head, and he was giving it to you in pieces. And yeah, that, and that's just that's important. just. 
how great Robert Kirkman is. Like I've done a smidge of writing and the most important thing is an outline for me. Like yeah. if you don't have a very detailed outline, if you don't know where you're going with your story, if you want to, it's all good and well, let your story lead you where you want to go, but you need to tell your story where it's going. Like it's like a horse. Yes. If you don't pull on the reins every now and again, you're going to get... And it's, all, it's always great when like, let's just say a good guy turns out to be a bad guy and you kind of go, you know what? That makes that interaction make sense. Yeah. As opposed to just completely out of left field. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm betraying you because I was offered money. Yeah. Or some if, shit yeah, like that. And if you, you know, know where it's not that. Not almost cheap. Yeah, exactly. And if you know where the story's going as a creator, then you can make those little moments mean something in retrospect to, to the audience. Whereas it didn't mean something to you in that moment because you know where the story's going. But because the audience don't, they'll find out in retrospect. Yes. But, and the only way to do that is if you have a very detailed outline, in my opinion. Exactly. You know what I and mean? That, and that just, just reeked of that, didn't it? It yeah. just reeked of good storytelling. Yeah. And that's I, what Robert Kirkman does. Exactly. Because mm. eventually it got to the point, I do think it gets to a point with a really good show where yeah. you start to almost underappreciate yeah. because you're just it's just great yeah. and you're just enjoying it and so then, you start to expect that's the standard it's set for itself and then it has an eighth season yeah and then it has an eighth <laughs> season oh god <laughs> Jesus Christ Our weekly dose of status like seriously Game of Thrones why it's just a winter is coming it'll be brief like it'll be brief <laughs> wouldn't worry too much <laughs> you know just huddle down by the fire for about I don't know eight hours yeah. <laughs> um but like so what did you think of the way like when we seen the because like um i kind of want to just jump into robot because like it's such an interesting character when we see later on his story he's pretty much he's this shadowy character he's up to all this stuff and you see that he's taking a liking to monster girl and all this kind of thing in a big way yeah. because he sees himself in her yes an ostracized person that's kind of cursed to their own fate malformed or whatever you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and um and he's like thinking after i think for a long time he wanted to die and she's his reason for wanting to try and live again yeah you know what i mean and somebody who can understand his pain and exactly somebody yeah. can relieve him from it and everyone again like you love when something's put on such a huge meta scale yeah but it's something so incredibly relatable yeah even just youth or, exactly or, you know or just a lack of understanding just for so as we've met you know you go through shit in your own life and you meet somebody who's gone through it and there is yeah. a, a, an unbelievable kindred spirit that, that can happen there it's when he um becomes cloned and he says now that i've saved myself i'll have enough time to save you yes yeah you know what i mean so pretty much the only reason he actually took that risk of cloning himself and actually killing his original self yes because the cloning process was just that is that you as as you are in that moment yeah. are lifted and transposed yeah. into a body. Yeah. So from your perspective, it's you going forward. You're, you're well, saying, from the clone's perspective, he's you. Exactly. From the clone's perspective. Because he, he's like, I closed my eyes and I opened up yeah. and I'm here and you're dying. And he was, and he said, yeah, well, like we knew that. Yeah. Like we knew that. Yeah. I just think that that's such a good scene. Yeah, that should be my story. I just, yeah, it's just so... Do you remember, like, uh, the big reveal when the, he goes, the robot comes out and he goes to the clones, move out of the way, and then, like, this fucking... This yoke run, comes out... Hulk, the, Hulkbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was you like, know what, what I mean? The, no, no, not, not the part with the robots later oh, on. Sorry. No, the part with the big reveal that we finally find out that uh, robot is controlled by yes. this malformed guy yes. telepathically or whatever, through a neural link... Um, Elon Musk and that's a big fan he's, of his. He's, his IQ is probably at least 900, 1,000. Yeah, like a like, brainiac but, or something. But even the air itself, which is it's great because you have one thing juxtaposed against something else. Yeah. It's incredibly powerful and incredibly fragile. And the reason he's so fragile is because he's so incredibly intelligent. Exactly. Because the clones talk about how his motor, ref uh, 
his motor functions and shit are being crushed by his gigantic uh, cerebrum or something. And yeah, and he's constantly, because he's constantly learning yeah. and growing, yeah. and he can't help it. Yeah, I suppose he probably could help it if he just isolated himself. Yeah. But he obviously wanted to do something with his life, even at the such cost of it. Such, such an interesting character. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying, because he veered away. He's like, oh, here's my Justice League on the nose. And then he replaces him with like, you have a monster girl who's cursed to... It, it, like to no to, Boy Scouts. No yeah, Boy Scouts. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I know Duplicate is like being done multiple man and all this like stuff. You know? But like, like, uh, um, like, so he kind of was like, here's my influences I want to include, like Ant-Man, which is uh, Shrinking Ray. Yeah. I want to include Duplicate, which I think it's Multiple Man. It's not his name. Uh, multiple from... Uh, yeah, Multiple Man is an X-Man. Is he? Yeah, that's yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, he's prime. As long as the prime yeah. isn't killed. And Duplicate... They're all prime, mm. as in if, if she makes 10 and you kill 9, yeah. then whatever one was left is prime. Yeah, I don't want to condone cheating, but like Rex Blood, yeah. if you're going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Tree like, girls. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? I, like imagine being the clone that just, just finger up the bum. <laughs> just, you know, you're just, you're just kind of there, <laughs> just, just for the finger up the bum. <laughs> I just think like she'd be a very interesting person to go out with. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I think <laughs> interesting, yeah. Although I'd say she could hold her own in the old drinking. Uh, imagine uh, she's got like three livers. You know? <laughs> I know I'm getting, I'm going, I know I'm going to get laid, but the, the bar tab is eight million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're fucking uh, collecting the tab on an army, like you yeah. know what I mean, like. I went to a disco and I pulled them all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's me and the platoons of kids. <laughs> but, Get on the bus, you've all pulled. <laughs> so, like, uh, who was was Rex Blood? Is there? Could you see any influences in his creation? Or? Gambit. He was Gambit. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Because uh, they, even the same thing, he couldn't um, put a kinetic charge into anything um, organic. Yeah. Only so, inanimate objects. Yeah. There's even a, there was a very short lived series of of him and. Uh, who Gambit of of Rexplode? Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And there, there was just one thing. This is just so tiny that I feel free to say it. And yeah. he, he's gone. He, he's on a mission, like to take somebody out. And he goes through, uh, I think Japan or something. And he goes through the airport security, and all he has is three baseballs. And he uh, says some shit like about he's going to get them signed, but you have to understand that they're they're three grenades. Yeah. To him. Yeah. They're just but It was the same as Gambit inorganic objects. Yeah. He can charge them, and so he was hundred percent Gambit. You think we'll ever see a Gambit movie? I don't know. I, 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 I mean, we're, we're making this. This is late July 2021. Yeah. Uh, I heard Channing Tatum and Gambit 2017, 2016, yeah. you know. And now that Fox have imploded and Disney bought. Um, yeah. So, yes, the answer the answer is yes. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was made for TV, some bollocks like that. Like, you know, or release like some pro- D- Yeah, Disney at this Bush point. Show. At this point, I think they might just, yeah. you know, like well, like one division, yeah. kind of like a, a big budget thing, and then they can slot them into a film. Yeah. But yeah, but Rexplode back on back on top of Rexplode is hundred yeah. percent gambit. Yeah, I actually didn't see that connection. Really. Yeah, and, and then when it's pointed out, yeah, it's so yeah, obvious. Yeah, because yeah. that's why I asked you because I couldn't like because normally you pick up like Ant Man, you know, you see Muslim Man, you see the, this, the, the this, Green Lantern. Uh, you can talk. Me. There was, was so many. There was the uh, the, the um, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, there was so much because even Martian Manhunter, he was obviously a little bit plastic man as yeah. well. Yeah. Um. So there was just everyone was touched upon but again it was just it all felt like a homage because i don't think the man's imagination is so lacking that he just couldn't think of a an original power set i think he just wanted to have fun like when you when you make an enclosed story you don't have to be like okay now i want a a spin-off series of wolverine that lasts for like i i'm reading venom and i think venom the venom series is in its 40th or 50th between 40 and 50 comics so they've obviously been doing this particular venom series now since 
like one a month it goes back to maybe 2015 that's yeah. not the first venom series yeah so venom's not dying yeah but in this story it's like let's just do all the superheroes we don't have to worry because you can get rid of them yeah. because we always have more so he's, he's he's like having fun with it yeah but he's not afraid to bring them to conclusions red wedding style if it comes to it you yeah know? and he's like the ones like he proves that he doesn't have a lack of originality because the, the, it's, it's the, robert fucking kirkman yeah and the stuff that the the original uh superheroes that he creates are so different like even though one that i i, I kind of got to wander off away from the gardens of glow for a second but do you remember um is it damien darkblood is that his name is pretty much hellboy hellboy hybridized with rorschach yes you know what i mean what you think what you think of that character and his his kind of storyline the kind of pivot for a, it, he was a little bit detective and fucking yeah, yeah exactly but that was it like, there was characters like that and he was obviously closing in on nolan as the killer of um the, yeah, the guardians he, immediately he was on the case oh immediately he was on the case yeah. and uh and uh and i thought it was really good when, when cecil betrays him yeah. Because, bitch, we know, but yeah. it's not the time. And that guy, he was so driven, as in, you know, I was given a job, and to see this job to its conclusion is to confront and take down the perpetrator. Who gave him the job? He just put himself on the job, did I he? Or did you know what? He, he's kind of... Because he kind of just appears at the murder scene. Exactly, he? yeah. Because I think that's his, like, curse, purpose, whatever yeah. way you want it to Do be. Do you think it's a little bit of... Um... He also reminds me of, what was that, Tar- Garrigan? Oh, he, he always rhymes. Oh, you know he's he's green. He's a demon, and he always Etrigan or something like that. Yeah, is that the guy? No, DC. Thinking, yeah, I know. I was thinking of Mister Mister Syphil. What's his name? The guy if you say his name the right way around. Oh, Mister Mixlixavix or something. Yeah, the guy from the fourth dimension. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, do you see a bit of um maybe a bit of Hellblazer in him? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're right. He he was a blend. Like there was guys like that were like a touch of this and a touch of this, but he was a blender yeah. of the kind of like uh, Constantine. Of the uh, vertical kind yeah, of. Yeah, Constantine, the question. Yeah. Uh, oh, and just like, hell, you know, just, a, um, yeah. you, you know, Mephisto, all, all these kind of guys like thrown in. He was a, a demon with a purpose. Yeah. And um, I assume he's going to be back with Don't Nod or. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to give you shit. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, no, I thought it was great. But that's the thing. Nothing was wasted. Nothing. Even when Cecil got rid of him, it was just like his characters, like for, from what we've seen, his character's ultimate conclusion was we know, but it just can't be the time. Yeah, it was really. And we know we can't stop you because that's your nature. Yeah, really cool scene where he gets exercised. Exercised, yeah. Sent back to hell. And uh, they just knew. I love that. It's like. And it's, it's such a dark thought. Because like, imagine like, all right, the, the most, like, I mean, God, we're talking uh, like uh, Lee Harvey Oswald levels of criminal yeah. as in you've taken down the most prolific figure in the world or a few of them yeah. um but you've got godlike power yeah so even though we know man we have to tread so fucking and cecil is that great nick fury kind of character mm. as in he himself i could probably take him in a fight and and in fucking uh in the world that they're in that's saying something yeah so he has to play chess when everyone else when everyone else is just knocking shit down he you has play to play checkers. chess yeah, well, he do, it just does, you know. Mm. And he was just great. He was obviously a tactician. He knew, um, he was, and he was, he was that guy that you absolutely knew from the onset that the needs of the money, yeah. As in, if we need to, if we need to contain New York, Pragmatist. yeah. But if we need to contain New York yeah. to save the rest of the United States, some shit like that, he'd do it. Just yeah. do it. And that would that would be a button, a button he'd press himself. In fact, even the scars on his face, yeah, uh, he could get that fixed. Yeah, but he doesn't. It's a reminder because he made mistakes, and he needs and he's a reminder. And it's not about he's so it's somebody who exists outside of their own vanity. 
that in itself can be a superpower if you have the resources and that's what he is he exists completely outside of his own vanity and you know the type of guy like he's that he's like the he's like a superhero version of the cop that's married to his job yeah, yeah and that's why he doesn't like he barely has a relationship with his daughter his ex-wife doesn't talk you know he's like that painfully struggling character yeah. whose job is all consuming he's his his destiny is to die at his desk or die exactly and while, while nobody can do what nolan does yeah um also nobody can do what cecil, cecil does. does yeah exactly yeah because you could put nolan you could put even robot who's like a hundred iq points above him probably three four hundred iq points above him but it doesn't matter it's not he's everything that a human being needs to be yeah. to do his job brilliant character it's like Cecil's, Cecil's like I can't outperform you physically but I can match you mentally yes you know what I mean I can match you for so he, he played he plays cute yeah and even when uh, Deb is closing in and she finds the clothes mm. uh, the, 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 the 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 uniform that um, he was uh, wearing that still has yeah, the blood on when it he, when he uh, murdered the uh, garden fuck you Nolan it's the best line in the, mm. in the whole thing there's yeah. a lot of good dialogue but fuck you Nolan when you're talking to a guy who could Again, a grape is just a good way of putting it. Yeah. Like a fucking grape. And she looks in the eyes and goes, fuck you. And he punches a hole in the wall. Mm. I just thought, oh, she is a great character. And the way that ended as well, where the camera kind of, like, for lack of better terms, the shot was like through the hole in the wall. Yes. Yeah. But that's what I mean. The camera obviously isn't, because obviously it's yeah. animated and it's all, there's probably a word that, would, that, that we don't know. Perspective yeah. is obviously. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, like, because there is directors on these things, like, so. Oh, know, there is. There's yeah. direct. Yeah, exactly. Somebody sat, yeah, exactly. Somebody can just say, I want the shot to be, and I want the shot to be, and I want the shot to be. Yeah, exactly. And somebody has to animate that as opposed to being on set, but it's yeah, the same exactly. concept. Yeah, your, your, your pen or your pencil becomes your camera. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. But, yeah. um, God, you know what? Like, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. Fault this. Faulted. Um, I didn't like the way they did that weird segue at the start of every episode, fitting the word invincible. Where they fit in the word yeah, invincible. It's like, uh, if oh, we don't do this, he's going to become. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That kind yeah. of really uh, grinded my gears. Yeah, you know what? what a bullshit little snarky fucking thing to focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, and that's not a slight at you. It's just that. It seems like, like a slight that, me, Well, it was, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but if that's what you're focusing on, because that's forgivable. Yeah. Like it, it, did the story intrigue you? Do you think the characters were developed well? Oh, yeah. Do you think the actors were 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 uh, well, casted. well well casted? Do you think they themselves did a good job? Because sometimes a great actor you think is well casted and it just doesn't work. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, um, you know, like yeah, no, I, the whole story is definitely solid. It probably could have done maybe one or two more episodes. But... Well, actually, that's just budget constraints. Yeah, I, and when I'm... you were so fucking spoiled, it's hard. Uh, yeah, not... I'd rather them take their time than try to squeeze too much in anyway. Like so, exactly. I can forget and I'd rather course. quality over quantity. Yeah, exactly. Because I was even thinking there's a scene. I think when they're fighting the the people with the tacky on kind of bracelets, because yeah. you know the age. There's a scene where Mark's trying to get there and he's flying through the city, but he's flying around buildings. You can see like his reflection on the window glass of the building he's yeah. flying through and and sometimes you might be able to see like a desk or something because that's that's what a city would look like yeah. if you're flying through it somebody sat and painstakingly yeah. put that in and you know that cost money that yeah. cost time and you don't see that in a simpsons in the clouds you don't see that in a rick and morty episode yeah. you don't see that in a simpsons episode and these high high level uh animations the, the you detail just don't... in the sky reminded me of something like superman homecoming or something exactly like yeah. and it was like a dc it was it, no, it was like come or something it was like a dc kind of movie yeah. quality of animation it really was, yeah. where when things you would forgive like nobody's gonna nobody's gonna make the the slight in a rick and morty episode remember you fly through that building like it was like the gas glass is kind of yellow 
you couldn't really see anything. Like, what, what was the building? You know, yeah. was it like, was it a, a candy factory? Was it an office? No, you don't give a shit. Yeah. But they had, were so painstakingly. And yet that shit costs money. So I remember at the end con, hey, episodes, fuck me, that was over too quick. Yeah. But, yeah, fuck me, did I not enjoy it? Yeah, it's like the boys would have a short run, but every episode is like 10 million or 20 million. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Or I, I always think when you see something that has a 10, 20 million, whatever episode, you're kind of thinking, look, but that's what the average episode costs. When I was watching One Division, it was like 25 mil an yeah. episode. I was like, no, 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 5 mil an episode, 8 mil an episode, 100 mil an yeah, episode. Exactly. Because then white, uh, white, uh, vision five, yeah. five yeah you know that that that's where yeah, like the budget is the average. we're looking at a budget averaged yeah yeah and yeah. it's not at all how it went and i think that's what they did they, and man it cost money like that scene with the train again i know we already touched upon it but yeah. to touch upon it from a different perspective yeah that it really was fuck it. so it's like when, when you look when it, like rank train sequences there's not really a lot but no. if you look at spider-man 2 in comparison to the train sequence yeah, fuck, you're it, it, right, you know what yeah. i mean and this is the next level Hot. for like like what so like because we were, we're touching on it now, so but the whole series leads up to the big reveal: the Omni Man, who was once this great fucking bastion of Earth, you know, bastion, yeah, right word. you know Bastion's what I mean, right um, is now the greatest villain on Earth, and always has been, yeah, and always has because been. it didn't suit his purposes to not yeah. be. And what you make of the big reveals of Nolan um, Grayson's origins um, is a vil. What the fuck's the name? Vultramite. Vultramite. Vultram is the planet and Vultramite is the species. Is That's it? what it is. Yeah. So, so what do you make of, we see the real, because we earlier on we see the popcorn origins of this Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know uh, I mean? this air quotes, this idyllic yeah. idea like of when, what they are. When you look at uh, Cal El, his story is of a dying planet, a dying species, a super race. You know what I mean? Oh, and parents who... Uh, the, the only means of escape they give yeah. to their one child exactly but they sent them out into the world to, uh, send them out to the universe to be the guardian to this one planet or whatever yeah because you know, they, they, they knew that the yellow sun would exactly. provide they him would with everything him he would like need. a god you yeah know? they wouldn't have everything he needs so yeah so the, the, he explains that it was a planet uh, where so break the, down the two origins the popcorn origin and the, the real popcorn one. origin was that they were and it really well obviously their power goes without saying if you're yeah. a Vultramite you have the power of flight yeah. You have super strength, super speed. This is speed. a planet of super people yeah, without super the healing. Sun. Yeah. Um, so you're talking about people that could, like, imagine throwing up a 300 story skyscraper. Like, why not? It's not as if we have to get cranes. It's not as if, like, they were extremely. Yeah. And scientists. They weren't yeah. just, like, you know, just. But then he was. So they it's had like this, if Krypton, And then they, they went to planets and with. Yeah. They spread themselves thin because it's a big universe. No, no, no. That's the real one. I want you to talk about, remember, because he tells two different origin stories. Oh, yeah. Well, he said when he came here to help. Yeah, remember he said that we send out guardians. Yeah. Yeah, but in the original, the real one is they actually spread their empire too thin because they're conquering people. Yeah. But in and the, these planets fight back. Yeah, exactly. But uh, in, the, in the in the fake one, he said that we were sent out as protectors. Yeah. But they were sent out as conquerors. Yeah. The, the, but but the both, both, things, both things had the truth of they were sent out. Yeah. Uh, so he arrived as a conqueror and not as a but like when they showed that um, it was decreed that weakness needed to be removed from the bloodline they're like Spartans yeah so they literally fought for I don't know three days or some shit like that and you're and they're like literally like mortal combat fucking fatalities every four seconds I mean you could just I mean the gore in this fucking I want to see Robert Kirkman write a horror movie I'm, oh my god, yeah. I'd love to see Robert Kirkman write a horror movie. That guy knows how to write gore, man. I mean, uh, Robert, Robert, like, yeah, there's there's a few people that are in God tier to me, and I would, like, if somebody handed me, like, 
you know, three, four billion, five billion, something to something to compete with Disney. And we go, right, what's our first big move? And I was like, I'm thinking of giving all's the money to Robert Kirkman. <laughs> you know? What do you mean all's the money? Bitch, I'm talking all's the money. <laughs> you know? And just and what do you want them to make with it? Stuff. <laughs> but to uh, circle back what you make of the big reveal with Nolan, we find out the Omni Man who we thought was uh, we obviously knew he was villain-esque because he kills the fucking guardians of the globe the yeah we're clued in we're clued yeah. in well yeah. no, like at this stage sorry again i, I like i'm it's not trying like, to speak as comic me yeah. um it's at this like, stage we're like fuck yeah don't get me wrong you, like i mean you, you, i'm sure a lot of people listen to this and i know we kind of went right this like his his reason for being here is obviously less than altruistic yeah um so it's probably planet you know that's that's what it would be, but we didn't know no. Like what exactly is He's it about? more Zod than Superman it seems. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And they even fucking Zod like wanted to root it. Like kill it like yeah, I've I've read a lot of comics with Zod and some of he's more brutal than other, but like holding somebody up to a train or or tearing down a building just to show how fickle life on this planet compared to ours actually is was never really his mo he yeah. was just pure unadulterated and i don't even know if evil that's the thing he's so above us in a pecking order you could just imagine you no, know, but just just, just nolan could you imagine somebody who arrives like and people are i mean are, the comparable strength between an ant and us is yeah. is closer than the comparable strength between a Nolan and us. The guy can grab meteors out of space and not be at all phased. Fly into deep so, space. So like, and also he's thousands of years old. So there has to be this thing. It's, I don't even know if you would call it arrogance. That's the thing. That's the mind fucky thing. Is it? I don't even know if you could call it arrogance. He actually just clearly is he has a vastly, vastly superior specimen. Of, uh, it's kind of a case that he's like. Um... Uh, like he's got an understanding and experience that we could never grasp. Because... They even wrap our tiny little brains around because yeah, they're even because it's not even just that there is intelligence. It's yeah. not. It's not just like we're born and we have all these gifts and now we fight. It's not that at all. It's it's that why wouldn't we take over? What else would we do? Yeah. Like compared to these fucking things. Like you know, like do you remember the speak? Like, think Mark. Think he goes. You'll still be alive when this planet is dust. Yeah. And you kind of like, you can imagine being told that and thinking there, there has to be an element of truth. Like, I remember thinking no, I that think when I was meant, watching Highlander. No, I think he meant uh, you'll be alive when your world is dust. Yes. Because he won't be alive in billions of years. Oh, yeah, not in billions of years. Yeah, yeah but like the way the way we're burning through the planet will all be dust in, in a time in, in what will turn out to ultimately be a very small part of his life. Because yeah. when you're talking, when that guy's like, when that guy's, I'm 38. And that guy is whatever the Ultramite equivalent blip. of 38 is. Yeah. Like, the, like his He's, mother his mother will be further back than fucking Spartacus. Yeah. Like, it is mind-fucky. Yeah. And you can imagine that, that if you were presented with that as a concept, that, the, that two things would happen under two polars. One would be that that's what makes life precious, is that it's such a short time. Do they not deserve to yeah. be protected and, and, and pursue happiness? Or how infantile because the fact of the matter is if a fly comes into my house and annoys me I kill it yeah so that's that's that that was the way Nolan was and what just... I do with a fly is I find out where its family is yeah and I follow it back to its home yeah I wait till night when they're all asleep I, get, I vomit on its food yeah no I wait till night when they're all asleep and then I route them out if you can't breed them out I will route them out <laughs> paraphrase paraphrase <laughs> 
All that matters is our plan. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but I thought Nolan was great because that that think Mark thing is great dialogue, and it's and for a film for a film for a series that could rely so heavily on absolutely genius levels of of action and and and, and animation to go along with it. Yeah. Um, that, that a scene like that that we has his son bet to literally nothing. Now, because to be fair, Mark kept getting up. Yeah. Uh, he kept doing the Randy Mars. I didn't hear no bell. Yeah, um, like Steve Rogers. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but he, but he kept getting up. At this stage, he's literally just pummeled. I mean, yeah. yes, he's superhuman to a tenth to ten power, yeah. but he's broken. And, he's, and he says this beautiful line again. I'm not. I'm not walking back from my idea that fuck you, Nolan was the best line in the whole thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll fight a bitch for disagreeing, yeah. but. When he says, like, what would you have, Mark? What will he ha- you have? And he says, I'll have you, Dad. Yeah. And that I'll makes him think you. for a second. That's what makes and him flee. that actually makes him think for a second. Yeah. And that was the first thing that ever did. And you have to understand the gravity of that. As in, he's probably, again, we don't know, 2,000 years old. Yeah. And he's never questioned. Because well, sure he even says, like, he said, he said, oh, yeah, like, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm I, being conservative. I, I don't yeah. want to, like, I mean, comfortably. Yeah. Um, But he, I, he's, um... Obviously, his mission has always been a mission. He even says just before that, he goes, "Like I, I'll just go and make another son." What seventeen years? And he's right. What is seventeen to years him is not to him. us? I was a twenty-one-year-old living in Austria. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Seventeen years for him is like a week. Exactly. Yeah. So, so what is it? And he's right. Yeah. Like, if if the purpose is to breed, multiply, almost the way insects do, of course, it's not to be. It's not to worry about or can even consider. Yeah. And in fact, if you if if now he's reveal himself to be a monster, why not take? A hundred women, a thousand women. Yeah, and just why not put them somewhere? Breed like why not? What's to stop you? That's how strong you are. Um. So, but then he realized when the son says, "I'd have you, Dad." He realized, "Fuck, this kid cares about me." And that, that to me, draws back to you. Remember the baseball game? Yeah. And he's looking at his kid, and he's going, "I get a much better view if I was just up there because you can fly." Mm. And he's like, "This is," and of course, he's watching like kids that can throw a ball. Tops 40 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, and they're the good ones. They're the kids that can yeah. really lean into it. And to him, what is it like? It's nothing. But then he sees that his son hits the hits a home run or some shit. And uh just he actually is overcome with pride. Yeah. He just is. And it's real. Yeah, because and that's because of Deborah. That's because of Deborah. Yeah. And yeah, because she's talking to him, and then he just wants his son to run. And again, he, he stops comparing it to himself because the time it takes his son to run the, I don't know, we don't know baseball, guys, uh, 25 bases. I think that's probably right. <laughs> um, but, I don't know, four bases or something. But in the time it takes him to run around, he could have flown around, around the world eight. twice, yeah. three, four, five times. It didn't matter. It was his kid yeah. achieving something that meant something to him. Yeah. And that mattered to him. And there was no denying it. Yeah. So then he realizes that all he can do is flee. Yeah, I, I have to get out of here. And he broke his post. Yeah. And the first from what ever. we know about the planet, again, not to get very, very cognizant, not to get into the planet, but uh, the whole like dynamics of the planet to come later. But like it was, you, I, I can say this: you don't abandon your post. Yeah, there is consequences. You are a soldier. Yeah, it's all. There, fuck your feelings. This is what you're there to do. Do it. That's all there is to the regime. And then, but he still abandons post, and that is this weird, odd, actual love. Yeah. note to his son he's, he he's, stops there's huge um ju- juxtapositions within nolan though as a character isn't there like you know he's the kind of guy that would wipe out like 
Oh, dozens of people. That was he kills about 300 people. At least. Again, conservative. Um, and a lot of them are Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yes. You know, and he... like, And a lot of them are nothing. A lot of them are, 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 are guys in fighter jets who know they're putting their life on the line, but they have to fight. Or to prove a point to... Uh, Mar uh, Look at these. Look what they have to do to mimic a fraction of our power. Yeah, that's a great, great line. line. Again, yeah. fuck you, Nolan. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and um, and the part where he like, stands on a person. Remember, she, the person's reaching out from under rubble yeah. to try to get to Invincible, and he just stands on it and like, fucking cuts their arm off. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like he kills people just to prove a point. And there's no undoing it. Yeah. Like everything he sees his father do, he knows. He, I, you know, and I, I remember reading that and I was thinking, God, he's going to just curse him out, tell him to kill him, some shit like that. Yeah. But he just, but I remember just reading the line, um, I'd have you, dad. Yeah. And there's a couple of lines. I, I can honestly say now, of course, I'm, I, we're in a sweat box because we can't have a fan. And we can't, <laughs> but uh, the only other line, I remember uh, Kyle Rayner, uh, who was a Green Lantern and he was fighting Sinestro. Yeah. Because the rings ran out. Sorry, his ring ran out of power and he, he challenged Sinestro to a fight. Yeah. And Sinestro, whose kind of arrogance is his whole thing, he got down and said, right. Because like, he's the greatest fighter on his planet. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he's kicking the shit out of him and stuff like that. But he goes, how do you think he can fight me? I was taught in like whatever their version of Krav Maga and Taekwondo and all that yeah. kind of shit. And he goes, and who taught you to fight? And Kyle Rayner just opens him with a box in the sternum and says, Batman. <laughs> and I remember just that that line actually gave me chills. And I, and I remember just that was the only line I can think of from a comic that when I said I'd have you, Dad, yeah. it was a real, like, an actual power to it. Yeah. It was a great fucking line. Yeah. And I thought it was, but I just thought it was, and, and then when the father fleed, I, I felt like it made sense. It wasn't like, you're telling me that somebody just says, oh, I like you, Dad, and he leaves his post that he's been doing, like, you know, that something he's been doing throughout the universe for thousands of years, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I do, actually. I actually think it was so well laid out. It's probably I thought it was great fucking storytelling. Probably the first time he's ever had a son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it, because he's, yeah, because he's been a soldier. Yeah. Again, because it's not given anyway, they actually don't go, like, there's no, they don't go super far into his past. They explain the world, but yeah. we don't get a spin-off everything that's happened to Nolan things. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, probably his first son. I, I I actually don't know, so there's no spoiler to be had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, and then he realized like, fuck, even now, even now, the kid loves me. Yeah. Like he loves me, because I'm his dad. And that was brilliant. And what you make it the, the kind of wrap up where we kind of get a bit more of the backstory from a creature we saw earlier on in there, who, Invincible goes up to fight in space and they kind of telepathically talk to Oh, other. the one I, Alan. Yeah, the guy that went to Earth instead of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went to the wrong earth. Your man's fighting him and your man's so much stronger, but it's almost adorable to him. Because yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he's more on Nolan's level. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he's obviously not as as vicious. So he, he spar. But then when your man it's sits like down. It's Seth Rogen, is it? Was yeah, that's yeah. right. It was Seth Rogen. So then, no, I have to say that one I didn't hear in my head yeah. in the comic books. Like, you know, I definitely didn't hear yeah. Seth Rogen as Alan. He pops up like a motherfucker. Doesn't he? he pops up like a motherfucker. That, yeah. that, that, again, there's there's guys who write their own fucking checks. Like, but um, uh, uh, I want to, do you, do you have anything else you want to say about Invincible as a show before we go to a break? Um, I'm grateful. Um, do you, did you like the way, because you, I, I, I'm kind of treading on water here because you, I've only seen this once. I've never read the comic book, and you know what kind of happens. So I'm kind of treading on more about how I ask you questions. But like, sorry, I'll, I will try 
like I know I I, I kind of gave away something with uh, duplicate earlier. I, I I'm very sorry. I, I, as yeah. in I even in my head sometimes yeah. there is an overlap with what I know and when when and what. So yeah. I, but I I'm trying my best to be cognizant, and you can ask me your question, yeah. and I'll be as cognizant as possible. But um, what do you think of the way they wrapped up the series? I think obviously it was a natural lulling point. Yeah. Because then you then you can have this without without us feeling like God is how boring is this. You can actually have a lull in the story because it makes sense to just recuperate. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And the way they leave open, we see uh, Robo has his new body. Exactly. And he's a clone of Rexplosion. Um, is it Rexplosion? It's, 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 yeah. he, he's a clone of Rexplosion because Monster Girls seem to find him to be a good-looking dude. Yeah. So, that's and the girl he, you like. And he met himself to be in and around the same age as Monster Girl. Even yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even a younger than so Rexplode. Yeah, like, so they could kind of be together or whatever. Well, yeah, so certainly make make a make a move towards yeah. it for um, sure. But no, no, I have to be then. Even when I started, I, you know, obviously, I, 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 uh, Sheila's the only person I watched that way. So I didn't. I have a niece, um, who's who, me and her read it, and we we discussed it a lot. But me and her both knew that uh, we were just talking. We're like, you know, this ends with Nolan, has to. We knew it. So even at that, I was like, wow, they did a great job in eight episodes. They did a great job because they, 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 they treaded the line. Didn't feel rushed. Yeah. But it didn't lag. Yeah. So so I just thought, That's yeah. the best thing about a short run. You the, get to the point. Yeah, you get to the point. You get, mm. and, but I didn't, yeah, but not feeling rushed. Like not lagging, it was never going to lag. It's just too cool. It's yeah. too open. There's too much action. It was yeah. never going to lag. It'd be like fucking diehard lagging I mean, like, yeah. no you're crawling the vents and you're killing dudes it's it's not the and, and it's like, not the setup yeah. but but it, it, it not rushing it was excellent it gets it gets huge marks from me for storyboarding yeah they said eight episodes um this dude has no powers and works in a fucking fast food restaurant yeah. and his dad's a god and at the end his dad betrays everything he loves um, including his mother, his family, kills a fuck ton of people and fucks off who the planet. And in, in uh, let's just say, a TV half hour is about 22, 23 minutes. I don't know how long an episode Well, it's like 45 minutes. So 45 minutes, minutes. Yeah. yeah, they were long. So it's like nearly an eight hour long movie in a lot of ways. Well, three six quarters hour of an hour. Long. Yeah, yeah, six hour. He said, right, so we've got six hours to do this. And they storyboarded the yeah. fuck out of that. Because they could miss nothing. But obviously they had to get through a lot of material. So no, the storyboarding gets a 10 out of 10, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't give a fuck. Anybody coming for it for storyboarding, yeah. I would have a, a, I, I would definitely just disagree with them in the strongest. Story. You're allowed, of course, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I never fight, if somebody didn't like a film, somebody didn't like a film, or, or uh, I mean, I loved Hereditary. I remember having a conversation with somebody who didn't like it and I was like, I might have to kill this cunt. But at the same time, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I'm sorry with the storyboarding, I just yeah. think factually, was just really well done. Yeah, because that yeah. I, I feel like that's measurable. Unlike whether you like the film or not, it's not measurable because it's you. But I feel like something like that's actually met. Yeah. You know, you write. Yeah, yeah. What I know about like Robert Kirkman, he did Oblivion Song. Something I told you about this earlier was like he he wrote the first thirteen issues before he announced the, the, the story. Yeah. This is the guy who knows how to plan stories out. Is Oblivion Song the one with the. Um, the interdimensional uh, brother looking for his brother. I've only read the first sixteen issues. I'm waiting for more to come out, um, and I'll I'll dive back into it. I kind of like to do that with a comic book series. I'll read like the first twenty issues, and then I leave it for like a year or two when there's like fifty or sixty issues out, and then I'll go back and I'll read them all because you get I want an idea of what the story is before I go back and really enjoy the experience. Yeah, it, you know, yeah, yeah. Of, 
just so I want to know order not to come back to it because it can be a bit of a if you're following a comic book series it's a commitment you know oh it is and I, I have packed up bags 30 mm. episodes as sorry comics into something for the just sake of a number yeah and issues. I, I've gone like you know what I'm sorry I felt in 14 that it lost me and it's got more stupid since and despite the fact that I'm a little bit invested yeah. I don't have that hunger yeah yeah so he's right like create something no interference there you can't yeah. fuck with it too much because there's because the flat line is actually quite big as yeah. opposed to a single comment and by the by the time like that you released the 13 issues i'm sure he has another 13 written yeah you know what yeah. I mean? he's yeah. not even looking at what the fans are thinking he's just creating in isolation now dudes who like us are doing a bit of writing can only someday dream of not 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 creating something as good just sucking their balls <laughs> just like like, you know, that was the boss with you. Yeah, well, she I mean, you have to start with so, and then maybe, maybe, maybe when I make it, I can make their coffee. And <laughs> while they're enjoying their coffee, perhaps I might, I don't know, suck their balls. <laughs> this fucking guy. People come here for our wisdom on movies and superhero and the whatnot, and you're always talking about balls. This fucking guy. No, they're here for the balls, man. <laughs> can't, can't stress it enough. Um, You've embarrassed yourself just there. <laughs> Oh man, um, but what's called it? I'm fucking oh, melting. Yeah, we're in again. We 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 couldn't have a fan or even a window open. Yeah, so this and is, this room is like I don't know, ten by ten by nine or some I, shit. I, I don't know when this is going to air, but we're going through a fucking heat wave at the moment here in Ireland, and it is severe. We're not built for the warmth. No. Um, but no. So do you think we've summarized um the first uh the 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 fucking first half of this show and easily god yeah yeah so you happy enough to go to a break and then we come back with the what if and the best and worst and then get the fuck out of here i love that all right cool so um right folks we're going to see you after the break we have to go grab some air before we pass the fuck out um i'm your host vincent green he's your host Noel john tui this is dark side of the moon and we'll be back after the break with more um about invincible so now we're from our sponsors i'm fucking melting here look good today and there's nobody here to iron my shirt nobody has to this new 100% cotton shirt is fantastic 100% cotton but with a special process so I can just wash and wear it's new the cottony shirt by arrow all the comfort of 100% cotton and easy care because she promised to love and honor but not to iron when you're looking for comfort look for the seal of cotton the more cotton the better you feel And we're back from the break, right? I'm Vincent Green, and this is No John Tootie. We're in the sweat box. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> this is Dark Side of the Moon. We hope you like ball soup. Dark Side of the Heat Wave. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, it feels like we're on the near side. Irish of the sun people, right now. we like to think we're built for what cold weather. We're not built for anything. Mundane, <laughs> middle of the road, slightly moist. Uh, we're, we're half decent at like repelling invasions. <laughs> <laughs> But um, um, but thank you if you've stayed with us. We I genuinely do appreciate. Um, it's very kind, and uh, we're going to wrap this shit up. We're gonna we're gonna talk some what if. 
Yeah, so no, like we, we broke down the show as best we could, the episodes and the, the different things that we thought were the strengths and the weakness, like the strengths of the show, the relationships, the, the big reveals, the conclusions, the difference, the influential, like the influences that we could see, like from, pre, from the big two, if you want, DC, Marvel, even branching out into the more, a, a little bit more obscure, like Dark Horse, Vertigo, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. so like we see all the, we, we kind of covered all the ground that we wanted to cover, apart, like picking apart the series. But like we, in this second part of the series, of the show, we always go, what if, what if we were the director, what would we do? And how would we change Invincible? And you having a better grasp of the source material and stuff, I'm going to go to you first and see what you would change in only in the universe that we know from the show. Don't yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to try for the sake of the question to pretend that I that don't know stuff because re- a lot of stuff you kind of think, oh, I wish they'd done this, and then like ultimately, yeah, you know, like it. ultimately they might circle back around. That, mm. I'm not thinking of any example. I'm just saying yeah, that's the way he's about can. to ruin something on those people. Um, I don't, what I would have changed, honestly, it's hard to really, really pick something because I thought it was so excellently managed. But I, I, I think maybe the the relationship that he was having with um, Angela. Yeah, Angela, Zazie Beats. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that they tried to hit the notes on that too many times and I felt like I already got it. Yeah. As in, he's doing an absolutely shit job at being both. Almost like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. Like we yeah, because it's not just imagine in this world. It would if, hack after a while. In this world, if you had those kind of powers, and don't get me wrong, the world is full of problems. Yeah. Um, but it's not like um, the world-level threat yeah. would arrive on a semi-daily basis. Mm. Um, so I get it. He wasn't able to really maintain a relationship with the girl. I felt by the time that that really broke down and was gone, I felt it's like... Been done today. And especially when it was only eight episodes, yeah. I felt like we could have used that time for something else. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a minor gripe, and it's a gripe when you're put under a microscope and told to have a gripe. Yeah, would you say it's as bad as having three musical numbers for Kirsten Dunst and Spider Man Three? Okay, for for those of you who haven't heard other podcasts, our benchmark for stupid fucking waste of time was giving Kirsten Dunst three musical numbers in a crammed Spider Man Three. Yeah, it's like we got five villains, but I want to have twenty five minutes of screen time for yeah. Kirsten Dunst to be. Like, how, how much time for Venom's character development? Yeah, I mean, like maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, it's like because I remember he's like Venom's in this movie. I don't like. I don't like Spider Man. I'm in a church. I also don't like Spider Man. Venom. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, this, this, it's a minor gripe, but I, I, I think that. Even no even like sitting here, motherfuckers. Yeah, even just uh, I think they did it two or three times, where like he let her down at the soup kitchen, he let her down. I think maybe twice. He let her down at the college campus. Yeah. Um, and even when he revealed himself, I think the ship had kind of sailed for her, and that's fair. But I feel like two would have done it, maybe yeah. instead of the three, and maybe that could have been something else. Yeah. Or uh, maybe have him let her down every three episodes instead of every fucking. Episode. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like I we just get it. As we, you said we get it. Like, yeah, I didn't feel like the third time or whatever. If it's three or four, I'm just going to say it's three for the sake of making the point. I don't think it makes the third character time... look so foolish as well. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I'm going away for two weeks. Where? Somewhere sandy. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you're telling me you have this fan that's supposed to be like, like you know, she's animated, her, supposed to be this gorgeous looking girl who's obviously super intelligent, super cool, real stylish. Well, she's going to wait around for some time. And she's got two. drive. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? mean? Like, she's yeah. got drive and purpose in her life. Yeah, and like, she, she she's like, just so like, I know, just a plot device a lot of times. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, and, and um, you know, you could feel like there was like a bit of a tension between him and Adam yeah. Eve. So you were kind of wondering like, yeah, is this like, is this a precursor 
or yeah. or is he just going to move on and just fall into the superhero life? Because the only thing you're actually sure of at this point is that this relationship was fucking doomed. She feels we like, get I, it. I don't I don't know about what happens in the future, and so I know you can't really answer this question. But to me, Angela feels more like a Gwen Stacy than a Mary Jane Watson. I well, think. Well, I mean, like I mean, that's probably fair in the sense that it, it, like they break up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like moving forward, they're broke up. So I'm not going to get into whether or not they, you know, again, because yeah. the universe, the universe as we know it, is contained in those eight episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're straight, right. You know, you're right. That it wasn't you straight. I'll walk right across this sweat box of a studio recording. I would drop kick you. No, you won't. Have fucking chair. because you. I'm so, I'm so sweaty right now. I'll slide right off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like zero friction in the kick, like you know. Sweating through his boots. Yeah, it'd be like, uh, uh, like a kid on a slip and slide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And slide right off you oh, into the God. fucking wall. <laughs> but um, fuck me. But yeah, no, like, and again, in, in, in the ultimate of it, in the ultimate of the episodes, it's, it's probably a minor gripe. Yeah. Because uh, I, I enjoy the shit. And again, I didn't, even, I never even really thought about it yeah. until I was asked a very specific question that you kind of, you have to answer, have a think about it. Yeah. What would you change? So that, so that, while that is my answer, I know I, I, I'd be lying if I said that I felt that in a very heavy way through it but it did occur to me when i was watching it that i was like well i know where this is going yeah you know that he's letting her down that that he's 17 and and shit's gone to hell he like it's not just that he becomes a superhero he becomes a superhero even by superhero standards at a very strange time and yeah. also becomes a superhero inside of a very strange kind of nucleus yeah um and his family his dad been omni-man and all the shit that came with that so i just feel like i got it. Yeah. And, and again, when something only ran it's, for... It's been done to death. Exactly. Well, when you it? had six hours to tell this whole season of a story, yeah. I feel like 20 minutes even, even just 20 minutes, like half an episode, I feel like could have been used for something else. Yeah, at the same time, like we're applauding Robert Kirkman for not being shy in portraying or conveying what his influences are and what things he loved to do. I just think having a story so fucking similar to Spider-Man's we get it. You can't balance it. We get it. Everybody, yeah. like, I'm just so fed up with looking at superheroes that can't, like The Flash. Like uh, fucking Green Arrow, like uh, the Green Arrow, and like, and um, can you move your water? Sorry, it has, it, has it right behind the computer. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> but um, but I'm just I'm so fed up of this like this whole fucking thing of like, no, oh, the superhero can't balance his life. I I'd rather see a superhero that goes rogue and it's just like insular and it's like it does his own thing in fact i'd rather see like a superhero that goes i'm all about the mission because we don't see that yeah. enough anymore we don't see enough new batmans a lot we see a lot of loose spider-mans we see i would have been like listen um i'm probably gonna have to fuck off sometimes but other times i'll just bring you to venice yeah like a, like a lot <laughs> i think that's like a lot, a lot a lot yeah. in fact we have teleport technology that i have access to so even by my standards i can get you there quick <laughs> you know yeah. like it's fucking cool like that that's the deal yeah. and i know you, you can't your secret identity and all that yeah but he, he does like what you make it like we can't touch here but like the reveal i thought was a little bit disappointing i know you said it was because angela was so fucking fed up with his bullshit that is like oh, i am i'm invincible and she's like that what I loved. I loved. Yeah, I did love. I thought that was her strongest moment. Yeah. Where I think she was like folding up some clothes like or something. She was doing him. something very, very mundane. She was in her bedroom and she was putting something away or just yeah. doing something that didn't involve just like sitting in her bedroom. I guess. Yeah. And uh, the ship had already sailed with her. And I like that. I like the fact that she wasn't a, a bit like Debbie. She wasn't like a weak character just because she didn't have superpowers. Yeah. Doesn't mean that she didn't want something from life or that his 
priorities meant that hers didn't matter. Yeah. That's not the case. That's not what her life is going to be. Yeah, because even... And, and, he, and it's even very noble because you, you think like, wow, you've hit the jackpot. I mean, you an actual superhero partner, like a superhero, you know, good-looking superhero boyfriend yeah. should be awesome. But she was done. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Could have got there quicker, but I did. I thought that scene was actually cool. He's in the bedroom. He's floating, if I remember correctly. And um, he's like, I'm invincible. She's he comes like, in in the uniform takes off his mask. That's it, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm invincible. Because anyway, living in a pandemic, by the way, when people wear masks, I still don't know exactly who they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly who they are. I, what, like, I don't want to stray too far off your point, but like, um, like fucking Adam Eve doesn't even wear a mask. Yep. And, she's, and your man's like, oh, I didn't see it now. Really? Yeah, like my full face. Like her like full face. Fu- and she's gorgeous, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, you yeah. know, it'd be like, it'd be like someone like, like, gay though, so yeah, he mightn't be paying as much attention. But like, it'd be like someone like, you know, Scarlett Johansson is is there and she's in your school and you're going, and she's just, you know, gorgeous and popular and stuff. And, and you'd be like, wait, yeah, you'd be like, but in my defense, you were wearing like pink at the time and I think you were just wearing a sweater when I seen you last, so yeah. I had no idea who you were. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of like what made me um, uh, Starlight in the boys and yeah like, oh i didn't know you were starlight really yeah based on what exactly yeah so it's not even the the robin style yeah. mask where he just covers like, your I've eyes i've interacted with many people over my life and if they wear different outfits i still recognize them strangely yeah. enough yeah yeah you know <laughs> what i mean, I, mean like, like, I was like oh my god you're noel uh noel yeah. uh, noel i know wears a shirt you're usually <laughs> wearing a megata t-shirt yeah. and here you are wearing a metallica one yeah, it's think, like, oh, they're, they're different bands does not, <laughs> it does not compute it does not compute yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah but that stuff that that wrecks my fucking head you know what no I mean? that wrecks my yeah that would wreck your fucking head do, do you know there what all what I mean? there is a thing that kind of was introduced to the world in and i called it clark Kentitis. yeah and i do remember like batman to be fair when when somebody called Superman on it or something. He goes, um, Clark Kent walks with a hunch and drops his voice half octave. And I was like, and wears glasses or something like that. And you realize that he's try his disguise is actually the kind of demeanor. Yeah. And I do get that because if you like somebody, somebody is absolutely statuesque yeah. versus somebody who's quite background. Like remember the, the absolute like with um it's uh, kind of Reeves, like, yeah. um Superman. He was he's the best Superman because he was such a because he was a great Clark Kent. Because yeah. I think anyone could be a Superman. Mm. You just get like a good-looking, blue-eyed dude who's in good shape, and he's yeah. Superman. He has to have the jawline. He has to have the jawline. Yeah, but but I, but I, like they all have. But at the same time, with, with I, I remember Reeves. Uh, you know, like he's he's trying to follow Lois through a hotel, and he gets caught up in a Margot kiddo. Yeah, he gets get yeah, and, and R.I.P. What an awesome woman. Mm. But uh, but he gets caught on like a a a what do you call him bellboy's uh, trolley. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't. Oh, and he gets, you know, a revolving, uh, one of those kind of circular doors. Yeah. And he gets caught in that. Because he's, he's just such an absolute clutch. So they were trying, but they, they don't even do that. Yeah. They don't even lean into that. She's not this like really, really meek. Do, do you think it's Glasses the case? wearing girl. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's the case of like, um, I think um, Atom, he touches on it herself that she says that you never look for a superhero in your own high school. Or it, it kind of remind me of that people don't look up. Yeah, you know, like people like Spider Man zipping around, and the reason you know he can do this, people don't look up. Yeah, and and there's actually a truth. You're to so it. fucking focused because people all like you know I've seen even things where people uh, I've seen something years ago, and somebody who lived in New York decided to take in New York. Yeah, and actually just look up, and he just could not believe the city that was built. Like yeah. it's it's it, but you're in it every day, and you have to get to work, and you're hungry, so you have to go and you. To, do you know? Do you know why they say that you look to the sky periodically? It's because when we were lesser, like uh, less evolved, that we used to be eaten by large birds. 
and it's kind of like ingrained into us somehow to keep an eye in the sky. That's weird. Uh, when I was a teenager, I was more so eaten by large parts, but no, cut that out. That was a terrible joke. Uh, no. <laughs> Carrot, keep that in because he deserves it now. Yeah, no, yes. no, please don't. <laughs> but I, um, I, I want so desperately to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> so no, your what if would be that you would. Yeah, I stand by it. I, I, I do. I, it's it wasn't a, like I said. It wasn't. No, I think a it's a pretty good one though because yeah, it wasn't a great play. In, in a show of originality, it lacked originality in that one, in that sequences. And while well, not like trying trying not to draw on the comics, but I'm going to try and draw on the comics. Yeah. In 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 so much as the first season la, covered, la, la, la. No, but like in the, yeah, him, that relationship as it existed in the comics, it didn't feel like that in the comics. Yeah, well, you because obviously it, it stronger. It yeah, it didn't like the slog doesn't really. It doesn't feel as dramatic when you're not when you're not hearing their voice or every mm. conversation. It just that that's what acting is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they're the same. Actors, yeah, they're the same words on on a page, and I'm reading them, and I'm I'm giving them a little bit of inflection in my head, but I didn't feel it in the comics. But when you're when it was, and and albeit com committed to, to screen as it should be, because it had great source material, it just felt like a slug. So yeah. I'm I'm throwing the same question at you, the exact same question. Um, what would I have changed if yeah. I was the director? Um, see, like, it, um, I'm not as familiar with this as I would have been with a lot of the stuff we covered, and I kind of want to do that on purpose because yeah. So, so, so for those listening, uh, uh, Vinny knew this was out for a while, but he waited till we were doing this, and he decided he absolutely spearheaded away uh, last night to get have it as fresh as possible. Yeah, exactly. So your first introduction yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. in the last 24 because hours. Because I wanted to be the exact opposite of you. Someone that was Steve. Which is fair, especially when yeah. somebody, I, I've seen this conclusion. Yeah, exactly. It's great to have somebody who's probably just exactly, dipped his toes. Because you know I, mean? like, I yeah. wanted to be as fresh as possible coming into this because we had the opinion of someone that had new words go and this is your second watch of, second viewing yeah, of the show. Yeah, second viewing, yeah. And this is my, like, exactly, this is completely, I want to be as fresh. But like, when I look at this, your one was really good, you bastard. But um, <laughs> when I look at it and I break it down, I think that maybe we could have seen some of the big reveals a bit earlier because it's an eight-episode run. Maybe it's a similar gripe to you. I think some of the time was mismanaged. Um, that like some of the some of the lesser um aspects of the story could have fallen to the wayside or could have been truncated slightly. So we could have had more time with the robots backstory, which was so interesting. Um, we could have more uh, information about Vulturemite. Is it called Vultramite? Is that... Wait, he's a Vultramite. Yeah. I from keep the taking planet, fucking the planet, Vegemite, It's like man. Kryptonian from the planet Krypton. Yeah. It's Vultramite from the planet Vultrum. Vultron. Vultrum. Vultron. Trum. Tron. Trum. Don Trump? Vultrum. Vultrum. A lot of people saying it's the best planet ever. <laughs> we make the best planets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over here, we make the best planets. So okay. My planet is from builders. Yeah. Buildings. Great, great big buildings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people want gifts and they don't want to pay taxes on them, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're bad at we're, we're bad at casinos. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, my kind of gripe is because like um I I think if I knew the uh, the source material or the show a bit more, I could probably pick it apart a bit better. But my main gripe would be there's a bit of mismanagement with time. I would have liked to see some of the more interesting characters focused on a bit more. Would have liked to see a bit more backstory. Adam Eve would have liked to see what she was doing a bit more out into the world when she was kind of like saving people, actually making a difference. Where she was like letting people like looking at causes around the world, stuff like that. I thought was an interesting aspect of the story. It was, yeah. When she kind of went, 
she she decided that she, what I'm she wanted to do. I the word in my terms, you know that kind of way. That's I get that. Was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Um, I the most fascinating character I thought. Apart from Omni Man, of course, which was like he's like a Superman Spartan or something like you know. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it, Superman um, Spartan. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think one of the most uh, like interesting characters was Robot, and his whole. Like, like, there's no doubt about that. Man, that yeah. whole episode, there's like that episode in the clones. I love their characters as well. The clones, yeah. the fact that they don't know who's the original and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm the original. It's like, I just remember. <laughs> do you remember when he clones the guy, and immediately the clone wakes up and he goes, "And the sequence is complete." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah. Clearly, I am the original. <laughs> I, I remember, like, when I was first reading that, I was like, okay, so when they, they clone, they must be sitting in, like, chairs that spin around. Yeah. And I'd be like, dude, like, I mean, there was an empty table to my right, and now you're there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, does that not mean you're the fucking clone? Yeah, like, but I know? think it's a case of, like, their uh, identity is so shared that they're nearly convincing each other. It's a case, like, because even though he knows he's the original... Technically, he's probably still a clone of the original that's died. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the original that's... Because remember when one of them portrays the other early on to escape to prison, throws him at uh, turrets. (laughs) He fucking uses a shield. He uses a shield, he throws him at turrets. But that was fine to him because he could always make a clone. Yeah, I love it. It's like like their characters are so interesting because they come across as pure muscle. But they're like super. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. And you can see like that their muscle, like they're 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 like Herculean in strength, but that they're no match on that level for let's just say an invincible or something yeah. like that. But they're obviously they've got the brains. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like robot probably wouldn't, wouldn't have been on. Like, they're like an odd soldier. Like in if you have you obviously seen Unbreakable, but Samuel L. Jackson uh, breaks it down as there's the soldier villain. And then there's the kind of uh, intellectual villain that yeah. pretty much you have like a Lex Luthor that will meet Superman on an intellectual level and then you'll have like a Doomsday will meet him on a physical level. Yes. And the clones were kind of this interesting... We, and remember we always, we've talked about this a few times, the failure of Superman Returns Yeah, was that it was nope. an actually... actually like Lex Luthor to punch. Yeah, he didn't give him anyone to punch. Mm. As in like he but had... Lex Luthor in a super suit. But Lex Luthor or super, yeah, or, or so anything at all. But he like just at the same time, like, power his, his moral code was the reason he didn't finish all of that super quickly. Because mm. he had, like, and I get that, and I get that's what I wanted from Superman. But the reason that film was actually a beautifully shot film. Yeah, I thought the world building is the best I've ever seen from yeah. Superman. But they didn't give him anything to punch. Brian Singer's a scumbag. Bro. Uh, he, Brian Singer's a scumbag. We yeah. only found this out. I'm going to say allegedly because I don't want to get sued, but he's still a scumbag. Allegedly. Yeah, he's allegedly, allegedly he's a scumbag. Definitely a scumbag. Yeah, like allegedly he's the scum of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> At least we still have Joss Whedon, right? <laughs> Kenny, right? Allegedly, Joss Whedon's a good person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think uh, one uh, like I'm probably getting more chance of being sued for calling Joss Whedon a good person right now than calling Brains. Yeah, 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 you're not fucking wrong uh, there. But yeah, so to circle back to what I was saying, like my what if would be maybe like mismanagement of time. I think some like the fo- I'm not you're 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 anchored to or you're hampered by the source material in a certain sense because Robert Kirkman obviously wanted to bring a more true adaptation of his uh, work to the screen than instead of The Walking Dead which veered left, right and centre and like I think this time he was like I want to say exactly true to the source material and maybe that's why we had a lot of focus on his relationship with Angela his misgivings or like the fact that he's failing her constantly in the soup kitchen like come on it's like we got eight episodes and we're going to have half it about a soup kitchen yeah yeah, yeah we've yeah, got yeah. intergalactic conqueror 
who's given birth to a kid who shares partially his powers and is only anchored by humanity through his love for his family. And we're going to give 20 minutes of an episode to a soup kitchen. Okay. You're right. The soup kitchen was definitely the Mary Jane song. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to give the idea that, like, what I do is important too. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's just... Because, you know, like... I'm in, saving the world in a different exactly, way. Because, you know, we have, like, Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil makes sure that everything's okay in Hell's Kitchen. It was kind of but when Thanos it. shows up... Yeah. It's the Fantastic Four. Yeah. It's you know, it's it's and uh, and uh, everyone everyone has their role to play. Yeah. And she was like, "Well, this is me playing my role, and if that's not enough for you if you can't be a part of this." Yeah, I know it's pivotal for Adam Eve as well because saving the world in her own way, Angela was gave her the impetus. To yeah, yeah, that's it. Because she could create food. But she still, could create. No, like, that's a five minute sequence. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you right. You're right. Like, absolutely. I, yeah. I just want to see like when like, Robert Kirkman does this job of creating Omni Man. He's this intergalactic conqueror, and we have this fucking robot who is being high, like uh, neuralinked by this malformed super genius that's like slowly decomposing in an incubation tube. I want all of that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure we're going to get more of it, but like, uh, maybe not actually because now he's a clone and stuff. But like, I would have loved maybe 20 minutes more of those yeah. kind of storylines. Whereas, like, well, he's a clone now, but he carries that. Yeah, you know he does carry yeah. it, like yeah. But just that, like the whole sequence with him and the clones, um, where he's dying, and as you mentioned earlier on, it's like we knew this is what was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. they, they even impressed upon him that we can we can copy your consciousness across. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we copy you across. Yeah, it's a replicate that. of your consciousness that would be one second old. Yeah, but with X amount of years of thought, yeah. experience, feeling, everything. Yeah. Like, it's and, mindful, and I love yeah, mindfucky concepts. It's like, like that. it's such a massive sacrifice. It's like I'm going to sacrifice myself so I can survive, so I have a chance of saving the woman I love. Yes, like, which is fucking insane. That's like yeah, absolutely. Story yeah, and it's world class story. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and it's great because then you have a that's so genius who was born in a dying, decaying body. Yeah, uh, who it's like betrays his own dying, decaying body for the chance of like he copies himself at the cost of his own life, mm. so that. There is at least an idea. It's almost like the way people have children and then it becomes... I live like, on through them. Yeah, you live on through them and also I want for them yeah. what I didn't have. Yeah. And that was this really kind of like inversion, even in a way grotesque and in a way beautiful yeah. version of that. Do you remember the scene where he goes, it's like, the clone's like, you're a teenager. He goes, correction, I'm a third-year-old genius in the body of a teenager that has a neurolink that you just implanted. Yeah, and then he just like thinks, and then all of a sudden the fucking robots come out. Yeah, the the Hulk buster. Yeah, this yeah, is the Hulk buster. Yeah. yeah. Don't you remember they killed the first two robots? He's like, I didn't want to hurt you, but if that's where you wanted to go or some shit like that, and then you have the Hulk. Basically, buster. he decides to arrest them. Yeah, he decides that like I, I think Scumbag. he. I don't know what it was. What was it they wanted? He gave them. He gave schematics. Them schematics for, for a color. It was like this color from an alien world. I'm not sure where it was from, but it was a color to give you the ability to control someone. And they wanted it to bring. They wanted to bring the immortal back from the dead and put this collar on him, so they had yeah. the control over the immortal. That's exactly what it was. Mm. And he woke up pissed. Yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing scene. That, and that was another amazing yeah. scene. Actually, that's it. I think we should probably so I, many. Yeah, oh talk, yeah, that's the thing we did. The immortal conclusion, if you will. The immortal conclusion is that he comes back. At this stage, we know that Nolan is the bad guy, but immortal knows knows he was. There yeah. and he watched all his friends, including himself, be yeah. murdered. And, and I think he was in. Did he have something going on with uh, War Woman? Because it seemed like they were very close. No, I, well, yeah, I, 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 it's never really touched upon again. So whatever yeah. you've seen, you can draw conclusions from. Yeah. And she's dead. Yeah. So like, very dead. yeah, very dead. 
Um, but I just love when he shows up and Nolan just... Uh, it's another example of how Nolan's gone full bad guy. Because yeah. he says, like, he looks at Immortal when he's kind of... Eventually, it's like he's still stronger. He looks at Immortal and says, you should have said dead. And then he cuts him kind of in half by doing this kind of X figure. No, he puts his hand through him first. That's right. And yeah. kind of holds him in place with his hand through his abdomen. Then tells him he should have stayed dead or yeah, something Yeah, and like then he, that. like, fucking chops him in half. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I want to see... I would love to see a six-episode uh, uh, run on the Immortals' backstory. Like, yeah. I don't know if they go into it in the they comic did, books. They did. There was, there was a couple, couple of... Side runs. Yeah, a couple. I, the only one that comes to mind now, because it's been a few years, was Rexplode. I definitely yeah. had a, a, I'm going to read the balls out of this comic book, I think. Oh, yeah. And there is. There's is, there is even a character. I can't remember what he's... But he's a blind guy with guns. Yeah. And uh, his whole deal is like... Kind of like a daredevil yeah. guy is in like... Mixed with bull, bullseye or something. Mixed with bullseye because, he, you know, he could like... He, he, he could shoot the, the door that's behind me yeah. on the hinge and he could hit you in the head is in like this complete and total awareness. Yeah. But again, like obviously... And this is the thing I, I always hate. Like I'm on an anime thing on Facebook and people always keep writing, but could he beat Goku? Because Goku in Dragon Ball is the most powerful. You kind of go, fuck off. Yeah. As in, it's it's always within the realm of what the story is, yeah. how strong they are. It's not like if you, it's boring to just keep going bigger and bigger. You can act like you said with Immortal. He's yeah. not the most powerful person in it, but wouldn't it be great to get your story? Robot, yeah. wouldn't it be great to get your story? Because they're best, they're great story. That's all you should care about. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, well this guy could punch through a planet, but this guy could punch through a sun. Yeah. it's not storytelling. Yeah, and it's like, not it's anything. Like, it's like what we talked about before many times. Like that, if you overpower a, a character, you create a disconnect. Yes, you know what I mean. And I think some of the most interesting characters have like maybe they're a bit underpowered or just have a, uh, like a not, not a top tier well, power why, why do you think Batman is still probably like in many ways outselling Superman or, or a bigger character Superman it's because the guy with, with if he has a power it's determination yeah and he's able to think one step ahead it doesn't matter that some guy's a literal sun god yeah Apollo and it doesn't fucking matter yeah so yeah no there is there is so I, I, I do but I also think that uh, I don't think this uh, Invincible tried to make the most powerful character for the sake of it. I think it was a great storytelling device for how big and strong the enemy yeah. ultimately is. Yeah. Because Nolan is not the only Vulturemite. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole and that's, that's brilliant. That sets up the second season. Look at the, what he can do. Oh, yeah. Really? What if there was... Fuck it. What if there was two of them? Yeah, exactly. Just two. Let alone an army. Or and I'm not talking... You know, I'm not talking another Mark Grayson. I'm talking somebody who's um, at least as old as him and... and uh, like he's he's like he's like above average in the sense that he's like a high high end soldier. But so what? Like just get another lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. And uh, what if there was two? Just two. Yeah. Fucked. So that that that's why I think making them strong was good. And it was a good storytelling device as opposed to a wankery fucking. Let's make a stronger character and that makes sense. Yeah, well, ours. he wasn't like overtly overpowered too, because like he did suffer a lot of damage. And he did. He like, took damage. Know. He took damage, yeah, but he, but he got up. Yeah. And also, he can they can heal like and yeah. not not quite and Wolverine, but like not not quite not. And remember, I didn't Cecil say something like we took a blood sample, we tried to destroy it in every way possible. We don't think we can kill him. Yeah, you know what I mean, I love the scene where um, I know we're like, but I, I, I love the scene where he goes bring the hammer down. Oh, yeah, big time! That fucking satellite yourself. I love it because that uh, Nolan looks up and goes, "You wouldn't dare." Yeah, yeah, and he's like wipes out all the fucking surrounding woodlands and stuff. And yeah, and he's yeah. hard, and he gets up and he just looks up, and all of a sudden he's up at the satellite tearing that bitch apart. Yeah, yeah and do you remember him. he was like as well before? Is it before or after that? He goes uh, calling to Hail Mary or something. Is it? 
That's a, yeah. yeah we're I love it. Tesla shows up and he's trying to talk to Nolan. Nolan keeps trying to get him, but yeah. it's kind of like because he's got teleport technology, he one hundred percent can't touch Nolan, but he can also not be touched by Nolan. Yeah, and that gives him a, a platform to actually like say his piece. Yeah, uh, just just a great show. What what a great show. And your gripes are you're, you're like I mean even the gripes are kind of like we wish we had more of the aspects of it we enjoyed yeah. but they, they didn't shy away just, from that's it. just an opinion like, and that's just an yeah, opinion it's not yeah. even a weakness in this like, it's, it's when it's right. when I was asked to put it under a microscope yeah it exactly. wasn't something that I was I think, it's not a gripe I've been carrying around with. yeah exactly like because both of us are very similar in our um, criticisms you were yes. like um, maybe a little less Angela or maybe just portray that relationship in a different way exactly um, and maybe have a little bit less time dedicated to it and mine was kind of like it's very similar it's like maybe have a bit better time management maybe focus on the more interesting aspects yeah. of the story a bit more and maybe and, if they didn't try to say true, yeah. so true to the comics because maybe so, like stuff will always work in comics so it doesn't work just some stuff will yeah, yeah it just translates differently and the thing is like those aspects of the story are just more interesting to me could be totally different for someone else yeah. you know what I mean like so like I'm sure there's like 101 people out there that are like oh no I love the way they focus on the relationship aspect and how it was more relatable because he seemed like a more everyday person yeah. whereas I'm like I want to know more about that dude in the incubation tube I want to know how he fucking I want to know everything about that everything guy. yeah exactly you know I mean? Yeah. I want to know more about this Spartan fucking world like you know what I mean I yeah know, fucking but, yeah like a Spartan world of Superman. Yeah. Yeah. There's a story there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want an episode on that. If you yeah. give me eight episodes, I'm putting one on that. hundred percent. I'm having Mark meet that telepathic dude at the start of an episode. And I'm going to dedicate the entire 49 minutes to his backstory. Yeah, like every, like uh, what? What Alan, the, the alien knows. Yeah. yeah and exactly. just put that into a storyline. Because obviously yeah. him not being a, 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 a ally, ally, literally a ally of the Voltron yeah. Empire. That he can say, look, this is what we know, man. This is the intelligence we've gathered. And then yeah. use that as well, a story. He fought a war argument. against them, didn't he? Yeah, he did. They kind of show a flash and, when they're conquering it of his race. Yeah, but Alan is obviously an extreme version of his race. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's like the, the absolute fucking business in terms of the strength they could yeah. possibly achieve. They're, they're, he's an Aldalorian. <laughs> yeah, but he's, you know, he's top of that pile. Yeah. But it's not like everyone can fight the way they can. Yeah. And, you know, you get in, there, there's aliens and stuff in it, but. They're obviously, and it's not much of a spoiler, not always as strong as Voltrums. Yeah. They're just a fucking empire of the likes of which are like Rome on a universal scale. Yeah. Like as in the universe scale, like fantastic story down. Um, so like pretty much our what ifs are a lot about time management and shit. Yeah, yeah. And folks, it's stuff we just wanted. The stuff that it was more like it's very opinionated. Stuff that we thought was more interesting. Sure, it was very different for other people. But like, so no, we get away from the what if now because we were kind of just picking at little straws and shit. We are, yeah. But um, so when you look at the entire run of uh, Invincible, the series, not the comic books, I know you have more information than we do. Well, what would you say was the best and worst thing about the Invincible experience when you're looking back over it? Let's start with the best, if you want. Uh, the best uh, the best was just the action. Because A, it was brilliant, but B, it felt earned. Mm. You know, like, it felt like it it, it, it felt uh, it was a part of narrative. Yeah. Whether he was like, uh, whether Nolan was destroying cities to show Mark that these people don't matter, or yeah. whether it was the end of the first episode where he wipes them out. It always felt like they used violence and Sometimes that's just fun, you know, for yeah. us that like it. Um, but they always managed to tie it into the storyline. Yeah. It felt like it forwarded the story. It never felt like it was for its own sake. Yeah, like the destruction Nolan caused was always to show how much of a trade he was. Yeah, because even those, again, those tacky on aliens and stuff like that, they, 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 they showed the burden that 
that Peter, that Mark actually has as a new superhero, yeah. and they showed the sheer um, scope of Nolan's power. Yeah, it, it, you know, like they they were brought in. You could have just been an action sequence. Well, that he earlier. He's a world destroyer. He's a world destroyer. Yeah. Um, so they 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 served. It was a cool scene, couple of cool scenes, but they actually did. They were a storytelling narrative. They weren't just nothing. Yeah. And uh, I just think that's by far the best. I just think you're just watching it going. Every episode just had something cool. And uh, I think the worst, again, I, I suppose I don't want to go over to old ground too much, but like, yeah, maybe because a lot of the storytelling was so great and it was it could be told in really flourished ways that yeah. they could have done more of that if they didn't spend so much time in the soup kitchen. Yeah. And it wasn't, I'm not actually shitting on that because like it wasn't that, it wasn't important because it was trying to show you that, that there was actually grounded things, yeah. grounded things like they're like homeless people still yeah. exist. Yeah. Like people who actually just need to be fed still exist. Mm. It's not all thrown meteors back into space. Yeah. And I actually thought it was good. I'm not slighting it. I just think that the storytelling ways they could have they didn't need to ground it so much. When it, when when you get it, you get it. Yeah. And you don't always need to, I you just feel like it's kicking the dead horse. Yeah. Once something is made abundantly, abundantly. Clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like we're everyone's saving the world in their own way. Exactly. Yeah, even if you it's like it's, it's that harkens back to the all oh, heroes don't wear capes. Exactly. Which exactly. I hate that saying yeah. because a lot of heroes don't wear capes. Yeah, exactly. Spider Man. Actually, most heroes don't wear capes. Yeah, most heroes don't wear capes. Superman wears capes, Batman wears capes. Who else? The Flash doesn't. Green Lantern doesn't. Wonder Woman doesn't. Black Widow doesn't. Marvel doesn't. Thor does. Sometimes. Yeah. Thor in the comics, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I always thought that same was stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What about you? My best of the whole thing would be the action was fucking incredible. The story was amazing, um, but I just actually love the gore. To be honest with you, I thought the fucking yeah, gore. I know. Like, just the, the horror fan in us, kind yeah, of talking. Yeah, the gore was next level. Like as you said earlier, you squashed the fucking dude's head like a grape. He pushes um, uh, Mark through a train by his head, and as he's doing it, he's obliterating all of the passengers. On yeah, the train. it's a train going about eighty-five mile an hour. Yeah, exactly. And people are getting wiped out. Yeah, because they're so like he's he's more vicious than. Like a, a gigantic an iron rod that was left in the middle of it. Yeah. It just is. You know what I mean? Like the train won't break him. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, he's invincible. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. I love the way they say that. Optimistic. <laughs> yeah, but even like a piece of like train, yeah, a jagged piece of metal going eighty five miles an hour, cutting scratches cornea. Yeah, sure. He like, heals, he that's... heals up from the beating Omni Man gives him, and that's way worse than any train. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you know, I just love that from minute one. Robert Kirkman's like, this is a superhero show. But it's also every bit as much as gore laden as any fucking horror movie or any horror show you're ever going to see. From the climax of episode one, where we see the Guardians of the Globe being wiped out and one of the best action sequences, fight sequences I've seen in a long time. And all the way through from the genocide of the interdimensional alien creatures, how they get wiped out, like, you know what I mean? And then later on, you see, like, the fucking, the kind of viscousness of the, the character, like, uh, what's Robot's real name? What's... Oh, I can't remember. Um, he was always just Robot to me. Yeah, and he took, yeah. I just love, everything seemed really, like, kind of viscous and textured, and the gore was next level. They didn't shy from it. There's yeah. no, you can't argue that. People getting torn in half, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and like, but also the despair of it, like, the actual death. Yeah. Didn't feel, you know what I mean? Like, people died. It's as like, opposed to just, like, 
when you're playing a game and just mindless amounts of death it's like and when song. you see Man of Steel the first time around and you see all those buildings collapse when he's fighting Zod. Yeah. You There's people think, in them. Yeah, exactly. Like like thousands of people. It's like a metropolis area in America. You're talking thousands of people, like you know, and you don't really notice that death toll in a sense until you see Batman versus Superman and you see it from the ground level perspective, all through the eyes of Bruce Wayne running through the chaos. Whereas I think this show was did really, really well was we're going to portray the carnage of what it's like to be involved in a superhero battle. And we're not going to shy away from the death toll, which a lot of these, like I think Sylvester Sloan said, the problem with Marvel movies is it's violence without consequence. And that kind of is a good sense that like you have buildings dropping left, right and center and you have Iron Man flying towards a building. How quickly can I buy this building? There's no real consequence of like that building drops. You're going to have like, remember we seen Twin Towers. When a building of that size drops, you see the chaos and the consequence down below. I think this show did a really good job of not only portraying gore, but gore with significance, you know what I mean? That we got to see people being crushed beneath fucking go, uh, collapsing buildings. We've seen people being used as like, just to make a point. Hey son, these kids don't, uh, these humans don't mean nothing to me. Look how little it mean. Look how futile it is trying to save this one person when you could be trying to save a galaxy. I'm going to crush this person like yeah, I'd step yeah, on a we'll flag. We'll bring them medicine. We'll bring them, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Make a point that, yeah, like some will fall because yeah. they'll fight. Yeah. But ultimately. Very Nazi-istic. Uh, Nazi exactly. Like in like in, in 50 years, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I love the way it, uh, the gore was my favorite part because I'm a big horror fan, of course. But like, Invasion of Potty Snatchers, check it out. But, uh, um, but like, uh, I just love the... Just a different way, kid. The, uh, the different types of kills. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's so many. Like the guy when he when he chops the immortal in half, and like when he crushes that Push and punches a whole room, he dies a few ways. Yeah, right? you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and when he takes out, we know we already took down the uh, the guardians of the globe, but when he takes them all out and the fight sequence there is fucking ridiculous. I just think like this movie may or this TV show or this comic book may be impossible to make live action because. Like you have a kaiju, you have interdimensional fucking aliens, and just like I, uh, apart from the gore, I the best thing about it is just the scope, the style, and the originality of the fucking story. Because even though his um, uh, inspirations are clear for all to see, I think the originality he layers on top of his inspirations is every bit as impressive as the action and the gore. Agreed. Yeah. Well said. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the worst thing about it would be just like. Um, I know. I just think like for it's me, hard to not touch old ground, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the worst thing about it would be, um, as I said earlier, just time management. Uh, I would have liked to have seen maybe a bit more about um, if some of the villains were very interesting. I would have liked to see a bit more about that guy that creates the robots. I'm sure he'd come back into it later. He's still alive, even though he's got his jaw fucked up, because we see him later on at the end of the season with like a new squadron of these dead soldiers. Love that line. They're going to serve their country once more or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we didn't. Yeah, we never <laughs> yeah. really touched upon that. Was very yeah. Cool. Cecil's such a great character. Well, that Cecil's like needs and money kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Like look, the, the, that doctor's. He looked like such a throwaway character. This is what I was saying to you earlier. Yeah, they yeah. never waste characters. That's I suppose you could throw that into the best as well. Like there's so little worst about this that is like mainly time management. Yeah, and it's very like self. But we put ourselves into a, a yeah. lens where we're trying to try, exactly try as to... we said. No offense, sitting here, motherfuckers. No, no, no. I, I, so, I, like, I mean, for those people who might listen to this and say, well, "Let's see what you can do," I'd be like. I agree. <laughs> you, yeah, know, you know, like, I agree but, strongly. Yeah, but like, as to give my opinion, I would say time management. There's an individualistic, as in my sense, I would have liked to see some of the 
more interesting aspects of the story fleshed out a bit more. I'm sure he was a bit hamstrung from his source material because he didn't want to stray in the same way the AMC has done with The Walking Dead. Because I'm sure this is Robert Kirkman's way of saying, I can be a top level creator on the screen as well as on the page. And my work is every bit as adaptable, like as in immediately transferable. And it doesn't have to be altered to come to the screen. And I think that's the point he's maybe trying to prove here. I agree. But yeah. I think... I would definitely watch a couple of like six episode short runs on the immortal on agree a fantastic character yeah. yeah and a bit more backstory on vegemite <laughs> and for like characters that didn't get all that much lines comparatively they yeah. did a really good job making them that interesting yeah because exactly. it wasn't like they were the spider-man of the story they simply weren't yeah and like i know like like that's a very little worse like i just want to say like this the, the level of characters that he's brought to life here is very impressive. I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing what way it goes. Agreed. I'm going to have to decide whether or not I'm going to read ahead in the comic books or wait for the TV series to come out. Um, because if you say it's the exact same, I might just wait for the TV series. I, I don't know. Because I'm impatient. But um, no, before we get the fuck out of here, do you have anything else to say about um, Invincible and all the shit? I feel actually very comfortable that we covered that quite concisely if I yeah. just saw ourselves. Uh, Pat on the back, actually, no, my hand would fucking stick to me. If I <laughs> um, we were literally in a sweatbox. Yeah, so like for the sake of me possibly living, I'm going to sign out. If you've been with us, thanks. Uh, no, well, Tom's going to say something clever there. Uh, <laughs> So, Noel, right, in the meantime, right, before we go, I want to say a couple of things. So, go for it, man. Um, we've been on a little bit of a break here. Um, we, we we had our documented problems with our Quiet Place special, but um, I didn't get the opportunity to say because that one we're going to have to re-record. In the meantime, you were doing some shit about mental health and stuff like that because I want to I am. Some I suffer with panic disorder and I'm doing a few videos under yeah. under the YouTube channel. Well, I've only one video there, but I'm going to do... I did one my brother managed to popularize on instagram which i'm grateful for and i'm going to do another one because yeah um i, I don't i don't think people talk about it enough thanks for bringing that up actually. no worries man and like uh people keep an eye out for what he's doing because it's uh important and it's cool shit. and i also wanted to say i want to give a shout out because like we I, we were a little bit of getting into the podcast a little bit of networking yeah a little bit of networking and we're hoping to appear on um a podcast coming up Hosted by a guy I know as Dylan C, um, and that's the Stardom podcast, uh, spelled S A S R S T. Stardom, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, because I play on Stardom. It's very clever. Yeah. We're all very happy. Yeah, and I'm, I've had a few drinks, so my spelling's pretty bad right now. But I'm S T A R R. No, yeah. <laughs> Is it not just S T A R D U M B? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I'm. I think I'm the dumb part. It's, it's very ironic that yeah. you very dumbly spelled yeah. Stardom, man. That's awesome, man. I'm like, God, you can't get better press than that. I'm three screwdrivers deep, and we're in a sweatbox right now, and yeah. it's, I'm fucking flailing here. Yeah, no, like there is no moisture in my body. But um, yeah, Dylan C, we want to give you a shout out. We're hoping to appear on one of your podcasts soon in the in the near future. And thanks for the invite, Dylan. Yeah, thanks so much, and um, thanks for the shout out on your latest episode too. And um, so, Noel, we get the fuck out here before Get the we... fuck out of here. Thanks, folks. Thanks for staying with us. And we will see you all too soon through the magic of media. <laughs> all right, folks. Um, I'm your host, Vince Green. He's your host, Noel John Tui. This is Dark Side of the Moon. That was Invincible. <laughs> Peace. Peace out, motherfuckers. See you next time. We are melting. See ya. Nearly ready over there, Hollywood. <laughs> you should have never trusted Hollywood. <laughs>